Log Talk Radio. Log Talk Radio. Good. And your love 
Hello, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord's Tower. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, shalom, my brother, my sister, hallelujah, who I have not spoken for in a few days. I hope everyone is doing fine, seeking the Lord, uh, seeking more from God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, God is so awesome. Uh, God is so good. Who is like our God? Thank you, Lord. I want to go to the book of Revelation 9, uh, 20. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I received a beautiful revelation with Jesus. Hallelujah. This uh, past few days. Praise you, Lord. And I want to go ahead and, and share it because I know it's going to encourage you to continue to seek the Lord. Thank you, Lord. In your life, continue to prepare for the coming of Jesus. The Lord is coming because he promised us he would. He is faithful in his promise. He is not like men. It is better to trust in the Lord than to trust in men. Psalm 118. The Lord is good in his love and mercy. Endure forever. We can always trust the Lord no matter what time it is. How difficult and how hard it is, we can always trust the Lord. He will always be there. My brothers and sisters, for us, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Praise you, God. Uh, in Revelation 20, we get the revelation of the thousand year. What the Bible says in Revelation 21, and I saw an angel descending out of heaven, 
he carried the key to, of the abyss in, in a change, a huge change. He grabbed the dragon, that old snake, the very devil Satan himself, shamed him up for a thousand years, dumped him into the abyss, slammed his shot, he slammed and shot and sealed in tight. No more trouble out of him, deceiving the nation until the thousand years are up after he has uh, has to be let loose briefly. I love what other translations say for a short time. Praise you, Jesus. I'm, I'm reading out, out of the Bible, the Word, just in case you are uh, wondering what, what kind of Bible to use tonight. Thank you, Lord. Yes, this is uh, the Word, the Bible, the Word. Thank you, Jesus. And as I go, I, I, I will say what the King James and the Geneva will also say about it. We have read it so many times for so many years. We practically have memorized the Bible. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But I believe the word helps us explain better uh, the message than just explaining the word all the time. Thank you, Jesus. So the devil is going to be shut up or locked up for a thousand years, brothers and sisters. And what will go about in that thousand years? It is said through the book of, of Psalm, Jeremiah, uh, someone Ezekiel, and in the book of Isaiah. I'm sure you can find even more in other. Uh, other books of the Bible, for sure. Praise you, Jesus. But those, these are the, the the books of the prophet that I focus on more in regard to the millennium. I talk about the millennium tonight, and, and the topics will be the millennium. And if you have any question, you can post it on the chat room, brothers and sisters, unless you want to come on the ear also and ask me. But those that will come on the ear will be brothers and sisters that I already know. I just don't want to bring anyone on the ear that I don't know, brothers and sisters. It's very important that, praise the Lord, we keep a based on the Bible, not coming against each other. Amen. Praise the Lord. So if you have a question about the thousand years, you can, put, you can write it on the chat room or you can come on the ear. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But it will be about the thousand years with Christ, right, with Christ in which we are going to reign for 1,000 years of Christ. 1,000 years sounds like uh, not a lot, but this is another test that God is going to put us through, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Uh, Revelation 24 and 6 says, uh, so I saw thrones, uh, uh, those put in charge of judgment set on the thrones. I also saw the soul of those beheaded, because of the witness of Jesus and the word of God, who refused to worship either the beast or his image, refused to take his mark on the forehead or his hand, they live and reign with Christ for a thousand years. Thank you, Lord, for this word. So we are going to live and reign with Christ, brothers and sisters, for 1,000 years. It is what is coming right up, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. Don't miss this reign. Thank you, Lord, of the thousand years. It's very important, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah, that we go there for that timing because it's been revealed to me that we must fulfill the thousand years. Those that God is sending to the millennium, he already has a task for them. 
I'm going to show you certain things that you probably have not seen before about the thousand-year reign with Christ. Yes, I'm going to share with you because I've been just thinking to the millennium by Jesus. I saw Jesus, and I'm going to share with you what Jesus showed me, which is very encouraging. But before I do, I want to go into the Word of God and prove that what I'm speaking is biblical, and it's in the Word of God. Thank you, Jesus. We don't want anyone to have any doubt or unbelief. Doubt and unbelief is not of God. We want to walk by faith, hallelujah, and not by sight. I believe the thousand years are very exciting to talk about. Thank you, Jesus. I'm very happy the Lord took me there again, and he showed me beautiful things, which I want to share tonight, which I know it will encourage your walk with the Lord. So it continues in Revelation 24 to 6. The rest of the dead, hallelujah, did not live until the thousand years were up. This is the first resurrection. Those who involve most blessed, those involved most blessed, most holy, no second there for them. They are priests of God in Christ. They reign with him for a thousand years. You see that what God is giving in his kingdom, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Sister Hasmama. God bless you. It is a reign with him for 1,000 years, brothers and sisters, in which we will be priests of God and of Christ, and we will reign with him 1,000 years. Hallelujah. He's making a priest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, of God. Reign, kingdom. Talks about kingdom. See, he's talking about, he's talking about there will be king out of God's people, and there will be priests also that will reign with him in the millennium for 1,000 years. The Bible does say that David will be the king. Praise the Lord in Jerusalem. And we know that Jesus is God. He's also the king of kings. Amen. He reigned over every, any king he himself established. We know that, brothers and sisters. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So, again, we have to submit to the law of the land, but we ultimately have to obey God. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus is going to be on earth for that 1,000-year reigning in Jerusalem. I'm going to show you that in the Word. He will be with us in Jerusalem for that 1,000-year of reign with Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Those 1,000 years, it is very important to God that uh, we are obedient. Hallelujah. Absolute obedience is what God wants from each one of us. Thank you, Jesus. Absolute obedience. Father God wants from you and I that we must be obedient on all things. When we talk about obedience, when we read the Ten Commandments, Exodus 20, we will notice how God speaks to his people in regard to being obedient and keeping his commandments. If you basically round up the 10th the commandment, that is God saying to us, I want absolute obedience from my people. And what God wants is what God is going to get. God gets what he wants because he is God. And no one has any excuse because Jesus is playing it well and said this, with God, all things are possible. If you are finding there are things impossible with you in regard to serving God, that means you are trying to serve God on your own strength, on your own knowledge, and on your own will. 
But if you are serving God with Jesus, all things are possible. Paul said it this way, I can do all things with Christ through Christ who strengthened me. He is our strength. He is our helper. Brothers and sisters, we have no excuse. Absolutely no one on this earth in all God creation have any excuse for not being obedient to God. Because God has provided to us the greater help and the greatest sacrifice in our behalf that anyone can have. He is simply giving you and I his best. He's given out his son, and he's given out his spirit. His son, as a lamb, died on the cross, shed his blood, hallelujah, was slain for our sin and not iniquity, brothers and sisters. And then he gave us the Holy Spirit, who is in our life to counsel us, to lead us, and to teach us, and to intercede for us, said Paul to the Roman. So if any of us have any complaint, hallelujah, it's, it's, this is why we need to take responsibility, brothers and sisters, for our sin. We truly need to, thank you, Lord, because we just don't have any excuse in regard to God, because God has given us his best. God has given us the greater help that anyone could have, brothers and sisters. When he stands, his Son and his Holy Spirit, What's for us to get the best help possible? Hallelujah. The best help possible that anyone One could have. have. Thank, Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. It's, it's having, having hallelujah, hallelujah, his, his song, song and his, his spirit. spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, it's so awesome. He thought about this whole plan. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, as I, and the people that, that survived the greater race and will go also into millennial, hallelujah, yes, they will. They will also, hallelujah, will go into the millennium. I've seen this, and I was amazed by it. Brothers and sisters, uh, the saints that are beheaded are going to go into the, into the millennium. They will also, like us, will have to complete a task for God. Everyone will have a different task. I will be evangelizing in the millennium. Most of the people coming out of the valley. Hallelujah. And there will be a lot of work to do. Uh, if, I don't know if some of you remember that. Uh, a few months ago, I was taken to heaven to see my grandfather. And I, he's actually in the body, as I share. My grandfather did not make it to heaven, but he did make it to the bodies. And he is coming down to the millennium, which was also shown to me, which I was very amazed by it. You see, he had received Christ. He had not walked with Christ a holy life for a long time, very short time. But we are saved by grace, brothers and sisters. So he made it to the valleys. And I thank the Lord for that. It, it's way better than hell for sure. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, uh, we, yes, hallelujah. Can people fly in the millennium? Yes, they can. I myself have fly in the millennium. Amen. Uh, praise the Lord. In our glorified bodies, as when we uh, change in the rapture body, yes, the Apostle Paul says to the Corinthians that we will be changed, hallelujah, within the blink of an eye. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Uh, it's, in, it's in Corinthians. Change or transform, I believe, is the word he used, transform. Let me see, transform. 
transformed. Thank you, Jesus. We will be transformed. It's in the book of Corinthians. And, and uh, thank you, Jesus. Uh, praise the Lord. I believe it says change in the blink of an eye. Thank you, Lord. We're looking forward to that. Thank you, Jesus. Not many uh, other words says that. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, it's in 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 57. But let me tell you something, says the Apostle Paul, wonderful. A mystery it probably never uh, fully understand. I probably never fully understand. We are not going to, we are not all going to die, but we are all going to be changed. You're, you're a blast and in a blast from a trumpet. Uh, I'm sorry, you will hear, sorry, you will hear a blast to an end and a blast from a trumpet, and at that time you look up and blink your eyes over. Uh, it's talking about a blink of an eye. Again, this is the, the, the Bible, the Word. It just explains it a, a little more. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, when you go home, when you get transformed, you don't die. It's just a transformation. Amen. The only, the only one that we know that died on the cross is body, and then it was transformed with Jesus. But he's God. He can do all that. But those that uh, are being raptured, they will not taste dead, brothers and sisters. They will just be uh, changed, transformed. Amen. Within a blink of an eye. It's just stopping quick. I have had that experience from the Lord. He has given me that experience of being changed or transformed in my glorified body. And when I have seen my glorified body in heaven, it looks in the 20 young, uh, my goodness, fast, full of energy, full of life full of joy, full of peace. I mean, it's just full of God. That's all it is. It's full of all God. And it's awesome to be in your new glorified body. Don't miss the rapture again. And don't miss going to the millennium because you're going to get a glorified body. When we come down from heaven again, then go ahead and keep asking your question. We, when we come down from heaven, brothers and sisters, we are coming down in a glorified body. Now, in the moment we choose to sin, sin is by a choice. No one can tell God now, the devil made me sin. Well, people say it all the time, but it made no sense to God. Absolutely, it made no sense. If you receive Christ and you have the Holy Spirit in your life, hallelujah, the Lord can keep you without sinning. And that's in the Word of God. The Lord can keep you without sinning. What excuse do we have with God? I don't know. In that day, we better repent. We better uh, hold on to his mercy and say, Lord, have mercy on me. That's it. Don't, don't try to justify yourself or say, you know, Lord, you know, uh, you know me. This is what I do. This, because, hallelujah, the Lord can keep us without sinning. Amen. Because he can. Then we don't have no excuse. Hallelujah. He can keep us, hallelujah, from sinning. Thank you, Jesus. I'm looking it up right now. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. And so that, that, that makes us, hallelujah, that, hallelujah, praise you, Lord, not being able to sin, hallelujah. And the Lord, that, keep us, that keeps the Lord, that uh, gives us the understanding that the Lord has no power. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. 
Praise the Lord. He has all power with God. All things are possible. Jesus never sinned in a human body. So anyone can, can give God the excuse that they are in this body and they are going to sin all the time. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Uh, uh, a lot of people will have to sit in that white throne judgment for a long time, talking with God and asking God to explain things to them. Because sin is a choice. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. I'm looking at our brain now. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God is so awesome. Hallelujah. Here it is. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's verse 24 of Jude. Jude 124. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, Jude, Jude 24. It's only one chapter anyway. Here's what it says. Now unto, unto him that is able to keep you from falling, that's sinning, and to present your fullness before the presence of his glory with exceedingly joy. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We're just going to have to ask the Lord to keep our, uh One of the things that helped me a lot is asking the Lord to keep cleanse my mind every night. Do this. Uh, ask the Lord to cleanse your body, soul, and spirit with his blood in his holy. And do it until you feel the cleansing happening. Are you listening? This is very important because you can ask for it. And the Lord will give it to you. I, I feel it. He does it. Again, ask the Lord to cleanse your body, soul, and spirit, okay, with his blood and his holy fire. I have given people the Bible verses that it says this. Hallelujah. And so, again, uh, I have given the Bible verses. Go back to some of the message. You hear this. To cleanse you with his, with his blood and his holy fire. And cleanse your mind and your self-conscience with, I'm saying uh, three things, body, soul, and spirit, and now mind and self-conscience, five things that you want to ask the Lord every day, which I ask the Lord every day, to clean it with his blood and his holy fire. A lot of people just say the blood. The Lord has revealed to me the power of his fire, his holy fire. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Remember that every offering that was offered to God, uh, fire came down from heaven and consumed it. Thank you, Lord. And remember that the offering was a type of a Christ, and that fire also is a type of Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And your, your mind, body, soul, and spirit, body, soul, and spirit, and then your mind and your self-conscious. Very important that you ask him to cleanse it. Your self-conscious is where you keep that old uh, storage. It's like an old storage where you keep those old thoughts in your mind that the devil can have access to them anytime he wants and bring it to mind. You, they're already there in your mind. Something dirty, dirty that you saw previously that you didn't pay mind to it, it goes to your subconscious. Your subconscious catches everything. Your mind can see things, but it can ignore things. Your subconscious doesn't ignore anything. It keeps a record of what you see, what your mind sees, what goes through your mind. This is why in the subconscious, and even doctors today, scientists know about the subconscious, and they are studying that because they can find thoughts in back there that if people learn to use it, they'll learn to remember everything they have seen. And there are people that I saw online on YouTube. There are two or three men that I saw 
that, that they can well use their mind. I mean, everything in the subconscious they explain, they can tap back to it and remember all, everything, absolutely everything. Things from the 50, the 70, they can tell you exactly what happened in those years. Day, years, uh, months, and week, and day, and hours. Those amazing things. I was looking at this, hallelujah. Amen. We just want to remember the word. That is so true. Amen. But we want to remember it all and, and be able to use that at all time, too. I'm praying for that. Thank you, Lord. It's very important that we're able to use our mind fully. And then uh, as we read the Bible, praise the Lord. The Lord gives me a revelation. I think I want to talk to that again. I want to remember that because a lot of time it's hard to go back, years back. But it's important that we do it, especially in the Lord. Now we're in the Lord. We're in the light. So we want to remember everything we, we hear, we see from the Lord. Very important. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, let me go now and consider and begin to read about the millennium. Psalm 48, water 14. Circle Zion, take her measure, count her fortress peak. Gaze long at her sloping bulwark, climb her sentinel high. Then you can tell the next generation, detail by detail, listen to this, the story of God, our God forever, who guide us till the end of time. You see, why is God remembering everything, the science that his people have gone through, brothers and sisters, the story of God? Well, how do we work with God? How do we serve God? That will remain with us in eternity, in case you did not know that. Brothers and sisters, you and I will have a testimony when we go to heaven and eternity that we serve God, that we walk with God, that we were obedient and we kept his commandment. And, and people will be very pleased to hear that. Angels will be very rejoiced. They will rejoice and praise God for what God has done in your life. Brothers and sisters, everything that is going in our life from God is amazing. It's amazing. Hallelujah. That's why the story of the bride is a glorious bride. What do you think glorious means? It's one of the highest compliments you can give someone. Glorious. Great testimony that we're going to have an eternity. The bride is going to have. Because in all this darkened time, we walk with God. There's nothing greater than that, brothers and sisters. That no matter the, the, the situation that we've been going through, we have not given up, but we've been pushing forward no matter what's happening. The coward will not be remembered, but the brave in Christ will be remembered. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That's why the Apostle Paul talks to the church and refers to us as soldier. And I love what he said to Timothy. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This, this is what the apostle said. Let me read it real quick. Thank you, Lord. Because we, we are a soldier of Christ, in case you did not know. We, we go through everything, but we are going to the training with the Holy Spirit of God in our life. We are being trained, and we are more than victorious, so the Bible said. We are not going to lose, but we are going to win in this battle. Brothers and sisters, we, we are going to have great testimony. The Apostle Paul says to Timothy in two, uh, chapter 2, uh, verse 1 and 7, My son, 
So myself, throw yourself into the work for Christ. Hallelujah. Pass on what you heard from me. The whole congregation say amen. Reliable leaders uh, who are comp- uh, competent to teach others that when they're going to get uh, rough, take it on the shame with the rest of us, the way that Jesus did. A soldier on the duty doesn't get caught up in the making deals of the marketplace of this world. So that's another word. He concentrates on carrying an order, and an athlete who refused to play by the rule will never get anywhere. It's the diligent, diligent uh, farmer who gets the, the produce. Think it over. God will make it all plain. Thank you, Jesus. This is, this is an advice from Paul to Timothy. As a soldier of Christ, brothers and sisters, we need, we need to understand the our obligation given to us by God, especially in, the, especially in these last days. We cannot be cowards, but we must be brave. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We must be brave in these last days. Hallelujah. Now that Jesus is closer to come more than ever. Look what Paul says also to Timothy in the 2-3, uh, 2 Timothy 2. Endure, therefore, hardship as a good soldier of Christ. That's what we need to do. We need to endure, brothers and sisters. Yes, it's hard, it's difficult, but we are not called to quit. Verse 4. No man who wanted to entangle himself with the affair of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. You and I are chosen soldier to serve God, brothers and sisters, to the end. Thank you, Lord. And we are in the, in the winning army. You and I are in the winning side, in the winning army. Our, we are going to win, but we cannot give up, brothers and sisters. And the easier way to fight this battle is to try to keep our mouths shut. Let me explain myself. If you are going through hardship, the best thing you and I can do as we go through hardship is be quiet, and if we open our mouth, we to glorify God and pray, 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 pray. Because when we complain, we make it harder to ourselves. Haven't you noticed that over the years, brothers and sisters? That as you're going through hardship and hard times, the more you complain, the harder it becomes. Yes, because the most of the tests will be for your life. But if we learn to be quiet, if we learn just to open our mouth and worship God and pray to God, we, we will mature. See, the one that complains is immature. That's what God sees it. We will be very immature when we complain. Mature is to take the hardship and, and, and keep worshiping the Lord no matter what you and I go through. Thank you, Jesus. I hope this helps you because it has helped me a lot. I, I had asked about these tests to the Lord. And Father is the one that ordained the test for the Lord Jesus to give it to us. And the Lord said to me, just ask me, my son, for my help. It is just very important that we ask the Lord Jesus to help us. He is the one giving it to us for sure. But we can ask the Lord and say, Lord, help me with these tests. And the Lord will not fail you and I in, in helping us because the Lord will say, Father, have mercy. Father, it's hard for my child. And, and then the Father, okay, and then the, God can help you. It don't mean he'll take it away from you, because that's what a lot of people want. No, I just want it to go away. No, it's not going to go away. And never ask God to take it away neither. 
Ask God to give you the wisdom, the knowledge, and the patience for you to go through. And watch what happens when you go through. You will mature, you will learn, and you will have more faith. Because all this is producing faith in you. This is a test that the apostle Peter talked about, the test of our faith. What's going on in this trial that we go through is the way our faith is being tested for us to grow. This is how faith grows. This is why the disciples went, went through what they went through. See, one of the, the disciples that had more faith than all of them was Peter. Then now Peter was the one that had the hardest test. Why did not the Lord came and told Matthew, you are going to be a pastor, or John, or nothing? He told Peter. Why? Because it was Peter who denied him three times. It was Peter that went through the hardest test. Satan had asked the Lord to sweep him. That's we. You know what that means? In our language, to slap him left to right, right, right to left, until he could rebuke the devil in his life. A lot of time, God allows the devils in your life, and it's for you to rebuke him. Not for God to rebuke him, for you to do it. I remember Brother Raphael, who's in heaven today. At one, night, he was compl- at one time, he was complaining a lot to the Lord. I said, Brother keep- Raphael, keep praying, I said to him. I said, Brother Elvie, I don't know why God doesn't answer my prayer. I'm praying to God for this and that, and I'm still waiting. I said, Raphael, keep praying. One night, the Lord, he, he appeared in a, in a room with a large table and chairs around. He was sitting on one side of the table. The devil was sitting in another chair next to him. And the Lord was across the table, sitting there, watching him and the devil. And, and Satan was, made, was, was uh, doing things like he rose like a lion, like he was going to devour my brother Raphael. My brother Raphael began to get scared, and he began to tell Jesus to rebuke the devil out of the room. And Jesus looked at him and said, why don't you rebuke him? He said, Lord, but look what Satan is doing. He's going to hurt me. The Lord looked at him and said, you rebuke him. I have given my people the power and authority to rebuke the devil. You rebuke the devil. But Lord, look what the, what, look what the devil wants to do with me. I have given my people, in my name, the power and authority to rebuke the devil. You rebuke him. Thank you, Lord. And, and he learned right there, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. The God will allow the devil to harass you. But it, you're just being tested. But it's up to you take the authority God has given you in Christ to rebuke the devil. He kept telling Jesus, Lord, please. Rebuke the devil. Look what he's doing, Lord. He wants to harm me, Lord. Look, look. The Lord kept telling you, rebuke him. And he finally got the message from the Lord. Brothers and sisters, the Lord has given the bride of Christ. Or Jesus has received all authority in heaven and earth. And then he has given the power to the church, brothers and sisters. But the church, hallelujah, many are coward or afraid to use the authority and power the Lord had given them to rebuke the devil, and they're begging the Lord in prayer to remove the devil from them when they have the authority to do it. Brothers and sisters, you have it. Oh, one of the fear of Satan is for you to find out the authority you have in Christ. Oh, because in the day you find out 
His games are over in your life. And the devil don't want you to find out. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. The devil wants you to continue to fear him. He doesn't want you to find out the authority, the power Christ has given you in his name to rebuke the devil, all demon, and all principality from the heavenly place, from hell, and from this earth. You got the power of the bride of Christ. But the devil don't want you to know that. Uh-uh. He doesn't want you to know that. Because in the day you find out his game in your life, in your family, in your children, are over. They'll be over right there. That's it. Thank you, Jesus. If you're, if you're in the name of Jesus, bind him and rebuke him. He's gone. He's gone. But it's going to take you some time. Let, let me tell you what happened to me. But I began to serve the Lord. Brothers and sisters, the Lord started working this with me also in the beginning. I remember praying for people, and instead of me rebuking the demon, the demon attacked me. I saw the demon passing from a person to me. Oh, man, and I had a tough day in, in weeks and night after praying for someone, but it was just in the beginning. It was very hard for me. I didn't know much. I didn't have much knowledge of the word, and I, especially the authority we have in Christ, brothers and sisters. And, and it was night where I had dream where I would see the devil in my dream coming against me, brothers and sisters. And I will be so afraid, I will rebuke him, but just out of my lips, not from my heart. Because the faith is in the heart. Thank you, Jesus. If you believe in your heart, if you believe in your heart, Paul says, you've got to believe in your heart. Very important you believe in your heart. Because, hallelujah, out of the heart, the more I speak, that's where your authority comes. Thank you, Jesus. That's what the Holy Spirit is. The power of God in your life is in your heart. In the Holy Spirit, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. God said in the last day, you got that authority. And then you find out that authority is not only in your heart. It's all over you. It's all over your body. But it has, the word needs to come out from the heart. Because the word that comes out from the heart are the sincere word, are the true word. It's the word that you and I believe, the word of God, comes from the heart. Thank you, Jesus. And this is why. As you rebuke the devil, as you use your authority, it has to come from the heart. Thank you, Lord. And the devil will listen and will run away when you believe the word. But you need to believe the word first. That's why I tell people one, one of the most dangerous things I've seen in these last days is people not believing the word of God. Oh, that is one of the most dangerous things. Because if you don't believe the word of God, the devil will have a, a hallelujah, a fear with you. He will have fun with your life. You don't want that. You need to believe the word, never doubt the word, rebuke all down and belief on your heart, and then rebuke the devil. And he will flee from you. Resist him in the name of the Lord, and the devil will flee from you. He will not stay there. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So you got to believe in your heart. Got to believe, and you have to rebuke him from your heart. Believe the word in your heart, and the devil will obey. Thank you, Lord. Let me move on now. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 25, verse 9 to 10. And also at that time, people will say, look at what happened. This is our God. We waited for him, and he show us and save us. He show up and save us. Jesus is going to show up and save us. This God, the one we waited for, let's celebrate. 
sing joy of, of his salvation. God's hand rests on this mountain. Oh, thank you, Jesus. One mountain, the mountain in Jerusalem. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. He will be in that mountain. He is coming. The prophet Isaiah says, he will show up and he will save us. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. Why is the Lord showing up? That's the second coming. Why is he showing up for the Jewish people and save them? Because he promised them he would. He has a covenant with them that he's going to do this. God keep his word. God keep his covenant. He's going to come for the bride because he promised us. He gave us his word. And he is going to come and save us. He's going to rapture us to heaven. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God is awesome. We're speaking about the millennium. Thank you, Lord. We waited for him. And then, hallelujah, the one who waited, let's celebrate. Hallelujah. We are going to celebrate. What we're going to celebrate? The wedding celebration. Then we come down to the millennium, we celebrate again. At one time, I was taken to the millennium, and I saw a big celebration going on. And I wondered about this. Thousands of people and more on the street up and down with this big celebration that I have not seen lately here on this, on this time in the way in. Of much, as much people celebrating, brothers and sisters, why are they celebrating so much in the millennium? Why are we going to celebrate so much? Because Jesus is going to come and save us. He will be with us on earth. If any of us have any question, there is the Lord. Now, let me begin to share. A couple of nights, uh, mornings ago, I was taken to the millennium. I had asked the Lord that I wanted to see him. And the Lord has said to me in the morning, hallelujah, uh, yes, uh, the millennium is going to be uh, like heaven. Praise you, Lord. The only difference in the millennium is that people will be able to sin, but not in heaven. In, sin you, in heaven, you cannot sin. In heaven, you cannot be married. Brothers and sisters, but in the millennium, you can. In heaven, you cannot have children. But in the millennium, people will, will have children several children. Amen. Family will multiply in the millennium. Praise you, Jesus, but not in heaven. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. So I was taken to the millennium again, and at this time, I had asked the Lord. He said, yes, I got excited for it. Praise the Lord. So I finished my prayer. I went to sleep, brothers and sisters, and I don't know how far, hallelujah, uh, thank you, Jesus. Yes, you can, in the millennium, you can go back up to heaven and earth. Yes, you could, but you got to ask the Lord first. And so I got to this place in the millennium, and I started seeing this. this I was near, a, uh, I don't know if it was a river or a beach, but I saw all these all these rocks that either belonged to a river or a beach, and I, I just began to see a lot of things there that caught my attention. There was a presence of the Lord, overwhelming presence there of Jesus. And I know that presence, brothers and sisters. The presence was overwhelming. There was a sister there who, who, who said, are you, uh, are you going to go there? And I said, yes, my Lord is there. I'm not afraid to go see my Lord. And as I went there, I noticed that I, as I began to get close there, I began to hear animals, all kinds of animals, brothers and sisters. Uh, there was deers, 
there was bears, uh, lion, ta- uh, tiger, praise the Lord, and, and, and leopards, many other animals that I've seen out of Africa on television. They were all there in person, and I can feel them. They all began to appear, brothers and sisters. There was one lion that was there, that roar, that I know that roar from heaven. And, and when he roared, he knocked me down to the floor. The presence of him was so strong, I completely knocked myself to, to, my, to the floor. I basically flattened the floor, brothers and sisters, without any strength. And then as he spoke, I regained my strength. And I began to, to get up. And I knew it was the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. But I noticed, brothers and sisters, that as the Lord looked like a lion, and I was not afraid of him, praise the Lord, I can see the animals obeying the Lord. It was tremendous peace, overwhelming peace. The, I, I was looking at the animals, the lepers, the tigers, all these animals that are, that are very difficult to control today. And if they can take a buy out of you, they, if they could, they were today, but not in the millennium. In the millennium, these animals were completely obedient to Jesus. I noticed that some of the wolves that were there, before they, they continued, they were all looking at me. Before they took a step, they looked to Jesus. The, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The lion of the tribe of Judah, they looked to him before they took a step like they were communicating with him. And it was such a communion among them with the Lord, the animals, that I began to think about the ark of Noah. How when God told Noah to grab pairs of these different animals so they would come into the ark, it, it dawned on me, it hit me like a lightning over my head, that these animals got into the ark, did not attack Noah, did not come against him or his son or his wife, but obediently came into the ark. And as I was looking at the Lord, who looked like a lion, and these other animals who were in complete communion with him, totally in obedience to him, I began to understand that if that was happening, or at that time I knew that was what happened when God called all those animals through Noah to come into the ark. To me, that was amazing. I never seen it that way. I never understood it that way. That animal can be so obedient to God and so submissive to the Lord that they can communicate with God in such a way. That's what I was seeing, brothers and sisters, before my eyes, before my presence, was this happening right before me. As I saw animals looking to the lion of Judah, and it's like it was like a jungle over there, but they were all obedient to Jesus, the lion. And it made sense that he is a lion also, because then he will be able to communicate with animals. Because to till to this day, no one knows what animals are saying to each other. If they're if they're in love, or, or, or hallelujah, are they in argument? We can see they are attacking each other or fighting against each other, or eating each other. But what do they say when they come across each other? We don't know that. 
but the Lord Jesus has a clear, direct communication with them. Because he's also a lion. I never seen it this way. I never understood it this way until the Lord took me to the millennium, and it was right in front of me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, that they were all communicating with him. Hallelujah. The pig was there. There was pig there. Total communication with Jesus. And that amazed me. That truly amazed me under that presence, under that glory of God, under that obedience. There will truly be no no evil in the millennium. Only human will sin in the millennium, not animals. Animals are not going to attack people, but people will attack each other in certain time in the millennium. Brothers and sisters, because man would have the knowledge of good and evil, and man the freedom from God to choose to sin. This is why choosing to sin, it is the poorest choice we can make, brothers and sisters. Choosing to sin is the poorest choice we and I can make. Please let's not make that choice anymore. Let's ask the Lord to stop us from sinning, to stop us from falling, brothers and sisters, because when you and I sin, we fall, and we fall hard. We fall very hard. That's why sin does not please God. Someone was shown by the Lord how much sin stinks. And the person said, it almost shocked me to death. When I smell sin in the spirit, but it was a sister that said this, it almost shocked me to death. It stinks so bad. It stinks so bad. And if we understand how much sin stinks, how much it separates us from God, we will choose to be obedient, and we will not want to choose sin. We will choose absolute obedience to God. Why did I say absolute obedience? Because it's what Jesus said to me in the millennium. I said, walk with him one time. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We will, we have our task. We will have a task from God in the millennium. We will also have time to enjoy with our family. Brothers and sisters. Uh, some people will, will, will do different things, different activity, go fishing, go to the beach, go do different things, different activity. Praise the Lord. But I, I will advise you to choose the Lord and try to spend more time in his presence than ever. Yes, spend time with your family. Praise the Lord. But being in God's presence is our best. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, obedience. And completing your task. Never walk, walk away from your task of the millennium. Very important. Again, you will have the, the, the freedom. I saw people that instead of going doing their task, I saw them going, let's say, going to the beach. That's not a wise decision because there will be temptation. Brothers and sisters, all that will come in time. All that will come in time. In the beginning, everything will be beautiful and perfect because that's how it was in the garden. It all began to be beautiful and it all began to be perfect until they chose to be disobedient. It is by choice, again. God the one has to make those poor choices. Isaiah 21, 2 to 5. At that time, a fine manger will appear. Fine manger will appear. There is something to sing about. I, God, tend it and keep it, will water it. I will keep careful, watch over it so that no one can damage it. I am not angry, I care. Oh, I love this translation. 
even as I give me a tur a tersel, hallelujah, and a thorn bush, I will just pull them out and burn them up. Let the vine climb to me for safety. Let it find good and hold life with me. Let it hold on for good and for whole life. Oh, that is so this is so beautiful. And it's all verse of Isaiah. Thank you, Jesus. God has great plan for us. Why? Because he cares. The difference between God and the devil is that the devil cares for no one, and God cares for all. That is the difference. The devil cares for no one, and God cares for all. So who do you prefer to serve? Serve the Lord. He cares for you and I. That's why the Bible said, he came that they may have life and that they may have it abundantly. The devil came to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, but I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. He has greater plan, brothers and sisters. That's why he has greater plan than anyone else. No one can take care of you and I better than the Lord. No one. Huh? than our Father in heaven. No one can. That's why we need to trust him and seek him and submit our life to him because he will t well take care of us, brothers and sisters. Isaiah 21, 27, 12, 13. At that time, God will stretch from the river Euphrates, the brook of Egypt, and you people of Israel will be selected grain by the grain. At that time, a great trumpet will blow calling home the exile from Assyria, welcoming home the refuse of Egypt, and to come and worship God in his holy mountain, Jerusalem. Oh, that is so beautiful. See, God got great plans for us. Hallelujah. This is why we need to get right with God, and that is to repenting through the blood of Jesus who, that cleanses us from all unrighteousness, which is sin. Falling is sin. Unrighteousness is sin. Things stinks. Things is a separation between God and us. God doesn't want us to have any sin. Brothers and sisters, if I could cry out to him. Now, as I looked at Jesus as a lion, there were many things coming to my mind. He is so awesome. That's why I tell you. I tell people that Jesus, when you see the Lord, in him you will find yourself, the word of God says. That means he's like a, a mirror. You're looking in him. And what he does is he shows you your life before him to help you to be right with God. He'll cleanse you by showing you in the inside how you look, how your life is before God. He helps you to understand that your life, in my life, it is to please God. It is him that has taken us of the vessel to clean us and prepare us for more of his glory. Because he wants more of his presence to be in you and I. But how would that be if we are not cleansed totally by his blood? If his blood has only been, hallelujah, has only reached certain part of our life because there are things in our life that we are not confessing, brothers and sisters. There are sins in people's lives that they are not confessing. There are things, they are part of people's body that they are not given to the Lord, brothers and sisters. If you not have given yourself completely to the Lord, they are part that the devil may own. It's sad to say. The Lord revealed that to me one time, that they were part in my life years ago that I had not given to him. And that was very astonished to me. 
I was very surprised by that because I, I used to call, I call myself a Christian, get given my life to Jesus many years ago. But the Lord revealed to me a little part in my life that I had not given to him, that it was still under darkness. I said, oh, wow. Okay, Lord, help me to understand it, Lord. Lord, I want those things in my life to be clean, cleansed, clean. Then the Lord started showing me sins that I needed to confess. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Jesus wore a crown. Hallelujah. Father God, uh, uh, he's, he's the invisible God. It's hard to tell whether he have a crown, but the Lord does. I've seen him with a crown. I have seen him in different locations where with no crown also. Thank you, Jesus. At the beginning, I saw him with a crown, and then I see him several times with no crown. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I said 28, 5, 6. At that time, God of the angel army will be the beautiful crown on the head of what left of the people. Have energy, insight, and justice to those who guide and decide, strength and power to those who guard and protect. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So much power of God will be flowing in the millennium. God wants to give, hallelujah, his spirit completely to his children. He says, if you're being evil, said Jesus, know how to good, good gift, how much your Father in heaven will give the Holy Spirit to them that ask. If a child asks you for a piece of bread, you don't give him a, a serpent, he said. Thank you, Lord. God has great things for you and I in store, brothers and sisters. And it's not a serpent. It is not a devil. It is not a fallen devil or fallen angel. He has bread from heaven to feed you and I. He has his spirit for you and I, as me, for us to grow in the spirits. The problem with us is that we're always looking for literally, literal food instead of looking for God to feed us, for us to eat like eagle out of the hand of Father. How many of you are eating like eagle from the hand of Father in the spirit? How, you, how many of you are crying every day to God for more of him, for more of his spirit, for more, more and more? How many of you are crying out for more of him? He has so much to give. The power of the Lord can knock you down, has knocked me down so many times already. It still don't stop me from asking for more of him. Thank you, Lord. I want more of him, even if it knocked me down. Thank you, Lord. Don't he slay me. I was still serving to Job. Thank you, Lord. It is better to serve the Lord than to serve Prince. The Bible said that to serve our governor, government, than to serve Hillary Clinton. It's better to serve the Lord. I said 28, 11, and 12. But what exactly how you will be addressed, God will speak to, to his, this people in a baby talk, one syllable at a time, and he'll do it through Foreign oppressor, he, he said before, this is the time of place to rest and give rest to the weary. This is a place to lay down your burden, but they won't listen. See, God can want to give you more, but it's up to you to say to God, I want more. I want more. Look what God said about these people. Thank you, Lord. Let me copy that again there. Thank you, Jesus. Look what God wanted to do with this people. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Look what God said. But what exactly how you will be addressed? 
God will speak to his people in a baby talk. In, a, in, in another word, in a language that they would understand me. Baby talk. He will use simple words. God uses simple words to talk to us, brothers and sisters. One syllable at a time. Hallelujah. In other words, he says, I am God. Thank you, Lord. Very simple. Simple word. Hallelujah. He'll do it through the foreign oppressor. He said before, this is the time of place to rest. This is God talking to, to his people. He said, this is, the, this is the place to rest. What place is that? Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. This is the place to rest, to give rest to the weary. This is a place to lay down your burden. Oh, look what. But they will not listen. I remember the Lord saying to me at one time, no one listened to me. I was very surprised by that when he said that to me. No one listened to me. Hallelujah. The Lord, but what about me? And it's true. Look what God says in, in Isaiah 20, 20, 11 and 12. But they will listen. He tried to bring us to a secure place, brothers and sisters. But what do people do? They fight him. They argue with him. He, he knows what's best for you and I. He knows that you and I, being under Jesus, brothers and sisters, look what he says. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Who is the shadow? of the Almighty, in case you didn't know. Who is the child of the Almighty? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. The one sitting at his right hand. The one sitting at his right hand is his shadow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, brothers and sisters. Here's the dwell, brothers and sisters. And the secret of the place of the Most High. The secret place of God is Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. How many in the, in the Old Testament wanted to have more or know more about Jesus? How much that they knew about him? There was not so much information. He's been a secret from the beginning, brothers and sisters. He is light to the nation. He is the creator. Through him all things were created, although he's a secret. I thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. But he that dwell under the secret of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. In the book of Revelation, uh, the Apostle John called Jesus the Almighty. The Almighty. I thank you, Lord. Dwells under the shadow of the Almighty. That's where God wants you and I to dwell. But God says they won't listen. They won't listen. He wants to give us, when we pray for help, he wants to give us Jesus. But God, no, I want you to, you know, do this, send the army, send the government, Lord. And God says, what you, know, what you need is my son. But God, you know, send me money, God, send me an angel with a bag of money. And God says, but what you need is my son. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Everything you and I need. Hallelujah. He will bless us in the high places according to the riches and glory. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Everything that the Father has is mine, said Jesus in John 17. 
So all that riches and glory belongs to Jesus, Christ the Lord. And we belong to God, and we've been given to Jesus also. And so Jesus brings us back to the Father, that everyone he has given him, he will lose one. He lives the 99, and go get the one lost. 99, it's heaven, because there's so much in heaven than on earth. Down here, you and I are the one that is lost. In heaven, everyone is secure. Everyone is safe. Everyone is completely under the shadow of the Almighty. Down on this earth, the Lord is still, hallelujah, after that one sheep, which is you and I, part of his body, one body. One church, one body, Christ. We are the church of Christ. We're part of his body, still after you and I. The 99 are sitting in heaven waiting for him. He's still after you and I. That one sheep, he's not giving up on Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We need to listen, brothers and sisters. We need to listen to the Lord. This is why we need to be in the Word, because we'll learn, we will learn to listen. See, God gives us his commandment. Well, Jesus is the Word. So Jesus is the commandment. So when God says, keep my commandment, he says, keep my son and you. Can you get that? Can you receive that? When he says, keep my, Jesus is the commandment. God has given us the commandment to keep. When God says, keep my commandment, he's telling you and I, keep my son in your life. Keep my son in your heart. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I hope the Lord is blessing you. Thank you, Jesus. What we need to do is keep the Lord in our heart, and we keep the commandment. Thank you, Lord. That's why they, they argue when Jesus just gave them two commitments, and they they were talking about the Ten Commandments and more. Because rabbis don't go by the Ten Commandments. They go by the 613, hallelujah, commandments. Mishbah is what it says in Hebrew. They go by the 613 Mishbah. So when the rabbis spoke with Jesus, they were talking about the Mishbah, the one you will keep, the commandment. So it's the 613. No rabbi will always... We talk about Ten Commandments. They talk about 613 commandments is what they say. Uh, Ten Commandments is most of the Gentile, they say. But in Israel, you go to a rabbi today, and you talk to them about the Ten Commandments, they know what you mean, because that's what the hidden nation believe, they say. But the true Jewish people don't just believe in the Ten Commandments. They believe in the 613 mishpat, brothers and sisters, that comes out of the Tanakh, the Torah. Thank you, Jesus. And they focus on the Mishbah. Rabbi tell their people in the synagogue to keep Mishbah, to keep everyday Mishbah, to keep two, three, four, five, ten commandments every day, and every day make an effort to keep them, and that's impossible. Jesus spoke about love the God with all your heart, with all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. That is the first commandment. The second is alike, he says. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And with this, you keep all the law. And the rabbi tore the garment. Wait a minute. How is this possible? <laughs> they tore the garment. Praise the Lord. That was a sign of an abomination message or something that they believe was false in which they totally disagreed, brothers and sisters. But 
Hallelujah. Here's the case. Hallelujah. They were never were never keeping the ten the 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 law of Moses, the commitment. They were never keeping them. Most of them, ninety nine, I would say, overnight, ninety, were breaking them. And so Jesus came to keep the Ten Commandments. And we say all because the Bible says they all have sinned. And here's the problem. Under the law, if you sin, you're guilty. That's the problem. Under the law, if you sin, you're guilty immediately by the law. So they all have sins to the Apostle Paul, to the Romans, explaining the commandments to them. If you are going to just be live your life under the commandment, of the law of Moses, then you cannot keep them, as what Paul was saying, because under the law, we all have sinned. That's why Father has to send his son to die on the cross, because we all have sinned. We all have transgressed the commandment. We all have broken the commandment. And then Yeshua, after he kept the commandment and never sinned, a new commandment I give you. And the, and the rabbi tore the garment. A new commandment. Praise the Lord. And the new commandment is just to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul. Soul, heart is keeping it in your heart. With all your soul is having a pure soul before God, being ready for heaven, being ready for heaven. With all your mind, praise the Lord, having a clear conscience for God. And with all your strength, total dedication in your relationship with God. Thank you, Jesus. Love your neighbor as you love yourself, as you seek the best for you in your life, also know that the name, your neighbor wants to say, help him, help him, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Help him, help your neighbor. Israel to this day practice that, brothers and sisters. Our Jewish people are coming out of Africa in different, in different places with great need. They have fun they put together every year to help people when they come to the door. And our system may help them because they learned that from what? The Torah, the Bible. They learned that from the Bible. Hallelujah. That's how you love your neighbor as you love yourself. Do what you can for your neighbor that you that you will want someone to do for you. That's how the rabbi was explaining, brothers and sisters. If you know they're coming with great need, which they need shelter, they already got shelter places that they're building in Israel, that the nations are very angry of Israel because Israel had never stopped building and they will never stop building either. Why? Because the law teaches the 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 Bible teaches that them that. So they will never stop building. And even Obama and them are very angry because they understand what the Jewish people are doing. As they continue to build, that means they are welcoming more Jews into Israel. But the reason they do it is because the Bible teaches them to do it. God told them to do it to help the foreigner. The widow and the poor. And that's a practice they do. And most of the great organizations that do this are billionaire organizations. Brothers and sisters, God continues to prosper them before the face of everyone. Why? Because in giving, to you, especially to those in need, of the widow and the poor, there is a great blessing because God was the one who ordered it. I thank you, Lord. I, I, I have been teaching people for years about giving the tithe and offering. Very important, brothers and sisters. And if a lot of people would understand that you want to give to a place that gives to the poor, 
Some of the people have a problem. They give the tithes and offering to the church. But the problem is because the church don't give to the poor. And unless you are in a missionary church, someone was telling me this past week that visited my house that they come from a, from a missionary church. And I said, that is a good church. Missionary church, how do they fund the missionary, the mission? Hallelujah. People that go help the poor, that been clothing, food, and things to the different poor nations of the world. And so those churches that are the biggest churches in the U.S. today, and, and they, even though they have a lot of false teaching on them, although they have a lot of false teaching on them, they are more the billionaire church in the, in the United States and around the world. Why are they so blessed? Because they support the poor. That's why. That's why they're so blessed. That's the secret of the Bible. Support the poor, God will take care of you. Very clear, God told us to the priest, to his people in Israel, and that's why the Jewish people are so blessed. But not everyone. Believe the Torah, the Bible, 100%. You have to believe it, is what I tell people. You don't believe it, you have a problem with God. To doubt is God's word. I thank you, Lord. Let me continue here. Praise you, Jesus. We are still supporting the poor in Israel. We're giving a passion offering to them in the poor in Africa. I said 28, 13. So God will start over with a simple basic and addressing as a baby talk in a syllable at the time. Da, da. Da, da. The look at the translation here, this Bible, blah, blah, blah. That's good little girl. That's a good little boy. Like a toddler, they will get up and fall down, get bruised and, and confused lust. And I posted in the chat, and you see that I'm not making this up. This is out of the book of Isaiah in the God Message Bible. Look at it right there. Thank you, Lord. I'm not making this up. In a simple language. Why? Because the nations are not listening. This is God talking to the nation, his people. And they are not listening. And so he goes word by word, talking to people, getting their attention, letting them know that if they listen to him, they will always be better off. We, you and I will always be better off when we listen to the Lord. That's why it's absolute obedience, brothers and sisters. It is a must because, hallelujah, people... Don't listen to God as a should. And this is why a lot of the questions they have over the years are not being answered. Because God can answer you and I any question we have. Any inner question that we have, he can answer us. But if we are not seeking him with all of our heart, brothers and sisters, what we are doing is stealing for ourselves that which God has in store for us which he planned before this world was to give to us. You will have so much from God when you submit totally to the Lord. He will give you so much because he has so much to give. The problem is who is willing to receive, who is willing to ask, who is willing to cry out to him and say, God, hallelujah, make my life ready for it. Because before God gives you anything, he, he must first make our life ready. And if you do not believe me, look at the life of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Moses, David, and all of them. Before they came to be in a position to enjoy everything God has for them in store, they first have to go to struggle. They have to go through the teaching. They have to go through the testing. They have to go through all the difficult times that many of us are going through it today, brothers and sisters. But it's, it's a purpose. God has a purpose behind the struggle, behind the testing, 
brothers and sisters, that he is putting you and I through it. Thank you, Jesus. But it's up to us to listen to him, to pay close attention to what God is saying to us. It can be difficult in these last days to just be focused on the Lord, but then we need to ask the Lord and say, Lord, help me. If we would cry out to the Lord for help, the Lord will not fail. He will not fail, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus, to answer us. He wants to. Why? Because he knows how much we struggle. He knows how much question we have, brothers and sisters. We have a lot of questions. We, we, from the time we are three and four, we begin to ask why. We begin to ask questions. We begin to want to know. And if our parents are not knowledgeable in the Lord, don't have a close relationship with Jesus, it makes it very hard for you and I to get to know the Lord because the greater example to get to know God is our parents. They are, they need to be godly. They need to be close with the Lord. They need to be walking close with God in order for God to show himself to our life through them. But if they are not close with the Lord, that makes it very difficult for you and I to learn, hallelujah, and communicate to the Lord, hallelujah. But we will continue having, we will continue in the millennium, brothers and sisters, with, with our relationship with God. I saw God's Father teaching children in the millennium that other time that I was taken to the millennium, and I saw how he, they were learning directly from him. He was communicating with them directly to their mind. He was giving them the knowledge and wisdom he wanted them to learn. And they were growing healthy, knowledgeable God. And they were growing, and, and their mind will be developed at such a fast pace. I believe a lot of why our minds are so limited today and are getting so sick, it is because the knowledge of God, which brings healing in itself, are now coming into our mind daily as a shirt. A lot of the people that have been healed have been people that constantly listen to the Word. Don't waste their time in nothing of this world. But most of the time, it's in the Word. Reading from the Word, listening to the Word, hallelujah. I knew a sister in the Lord who is in heaven today who, who was always listening to the Bible. No matter, she had an audible Bible. She could not read well. She was partially blind. So she had her daughter buy her an audible Bible. But if you, and, and she was always listening from the morning. She would get up every morning at 5 o'clock to pray. She will pray for an hour or two, brothers and sisters. She will read her, she will listen to her Bible from there until the time she went to sleep every day. Every day, brothers and sisters, unless she will go out with her family, she will come back to her room to listen to the Bible again in Bible in Bible. But if you would ask this sister any question about God, you will be stunned with the knowledge she had. I used to come to her, her, her house and sit there, hallelujah, and just listen to her. Just listen to her. I would ask her question. She, she, used, she used to laugh so much about me because I wanted, to, I wanted to know so much about the Lord. Hallelujah. And she, she would pour her knowledge, brothers and sisters, I mean, and I will be so, so hungry for God listening to her because I wanted, brothers and sisters, to learn. 
I wanted to get to know the Lord through his word. And she, the Lord has given her so much revelation about him through his word that she can sit there for hours. Her mind, her, her, her eyes, brothers and sisters, were not 100%, but her mind was. And that was, that was the amazing thing, that she could remember so much out of the word of God. But it was the revelation that God has given her through, about him through his word and she could had all that knowledge in her brain, and she could talk about the Lord for hours and hours nonstop, and the revelation will blow you away. You'll be like, oh, my God, I never heard it this way. Praise you, Jesus. But it was because she was always listening to her audible Bible, always. Then she would go to the church service, set to listen, learn, and learn, and share with whoever she could. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. There is so much of God we don't know that we need to know. There are angels in heaven that never stop learning and redeems. I was sharing with someone about a sister, Essence. That's her name. Essence died over 4,000 years ago. Hallelujah. Over 6,000 years ago, I believe it is. Essence died as a child. When Essence got to heaven, Essence told God that she just wanted to learn about him. And she said she wanted to be in a place in heaven, in a place where she can enter, and no one can distract her from learning about God. Essence locked in a four-door room where she don't need to go to the bathroom and she don't need to eat. All she does in that room in heaven it's learn and learn about Father God. I'm glad I remember, brother, I talked about her because I, the Lord gave me such a beautiful revelation about Essence. I met Essence in the millennium. I seen her twice in the millennium. One of the time I seen Essence, she turned from a human into like a lightning and went up to heaven. Before, when she was doing this, she was laughing she was smiling at me because I am so curious about the knowledge of God and those gifts and ability that God will give to, to, to his people. In, in the book of Ephesians, hallelujah, in the book of Ephesians, I want to share something with you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God is is. is Praise you, Lord. Let me, let me go to the Bible. I, I just want to show people the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let me look it up, and then I'll read it, and then I'll share it. Thank you, Lord. Ah. Thank you, Lord. Because I know there are a few hungry that want more of God and want to learn more from him. And everything we need to learn about God is in his word. Some people say, I need to go to heaven so I can learn. Uh, God can teach you down here. God, it, it is hard. It is difficult. But it's not impossible. Remember, with God, all things are possible. All you need to ask the Lord is to help you. Say, Lord, help me. Thank you, Jesus. And he will. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Listen to this. Ephesians 4, 8. Therefore he said, who said this? 
I, I want to stay within the spirit of the word. I don't know if you heard this term before. Thank you, Jesus. Let's stay within the spirit of the word. Ephesians 4. Therefore, he said, when he ascended up on high, who are we talking about here? We're talking about Jesus. We're talking about Jesus. He said this to Paul. He said this to Paul. Praise the Lord. He said this before to Paul through his, through his prophet, through his word. When he ascended up on high to heaven, he led captivity captive. Who is captivity, may I ask? Who is captivity? Brothers and sisters, I want you to meditate on this because this is going to help you understand this verse. And now this verse comes alive to you. It's going to help you in your relationship with the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Who is captivity? That he, he has to lead this captivity captive. Hallelujah. Because I can share with you what captivity was saying, what's doing to men. What was captivity doing that the Lord had to take captivity captive? What was captivity doing before he took a captive? The verse is placed in itself. The verse says, he gave gifts unto men. He, captivity was not allowing men to receive gifts from God. Brothers and sisters, that's what captivity was doing. The devil don't want you and I to receive any gift from God. He doesn't want that. Because gift gives you and I the ability more and more to walk with God in ways that are incredible. Gifts are irrevocable. Remember that. Paul says this to the Roman. Gifts are irrevocable. That means they can never be taken from you. Satan cannot take the gift from you. He can take many things from your life, but not your gift. Remember this. can take many things from your life, but he cannot take your gift. Remember this. Those things, but not your gift. Praise your Lord. So it's important for you to have these gifts. Praise your Lord. And I'm just not talking about the nine gifts. I have spoken about the gifts here. Since there are many gifts that if God gives them to you, oh, my God, oh, my God, praise the Lord. All the things you will do for the kingdom. Thank you, Jesus. Did not the Lord pray for 5,000 to be fed and God supply the food right there? Did anyone have to go to the field and plant the food before it was given to them? None. The food just came as the Lord made it happen. Then Jesus said, greater things indeed than these you will do. Brothers and sisters, they're a gift that God wants to give to his people in these last days because he, was, he said he would do this in the last days. Praise the Lord. He took activity captive. In other words, the devil cannot stop you and I from receiving everything God has in store for you and I. The only one that can sabotage what God wants to give us is us, without an unbelief. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We will go to eternity. When we are done in the millennium, we will go to eternity. We will be put through the fire and we go to eternity. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that question. So, captivity captive, brothers and sisters, were those that don't want a man to have anything from God. 
Why did the devil don't want people to have anything for God? Why does the devil don't want you to learn that you have the authority in Jesus' name to rebuke him? Because if you learn what God has given or declared for, that you would have, the devil cannot mess with you anymore, cannot ruin your life anymore. There's nothing the devil likes more than to ruin people's life, make people miserable. Because then as he makes them miserable, they come against God. Then the devil tells them in their mind, it is God doing to you. Look what God doing to you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But if we continue to repent, pride down, and unbelief, you know what happened as we ask God to forgive us more. Praise the Lord. And teach us. Teach us. We need to learn. We need to learn from the Lord. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Hallelujah. A lot of the things we think we don't have are for lack of knowledge. A lot of the things we want that we don't have in the Lord, it is for lack of knowledge. It's because we are not learning from God. We could be learning from man, but not from God. This is why we ask God to teach us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Jesus is available for each and one of us. I thank the Lord for the few family here on the Lord's Tower, several families who have come up in a closer personal relationship with the Lord. I was sharing with a sister who two years ago, she's been following the Lord's Tower for two years, and two years ago she started seeing the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We doubt so much because we believe little. If we believe more, doubt will go away. Who do we empower more, doubt and unbelief? We empower sometimes more doubt. But if we empower faith, how do we obtain faith? Hallelujah. How does faith come into our life? What is the matter of faith coming into our life? Hallelujah. How? Someone tell me how faith comes. Brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. The devil exists because of God's justice. God has condemned him, and he's going to throw him in the lake of fire. But it's in God's timing. It is in the fulfillment of time, in other words, that the Bible says. See, faith comes by hearing. So it must be what we're listening to that is not bringing faith. Because if we are growing in faith, someone was telling me, listening to the Lord's Tower, how the faith, several people have told me this, have increased tremendously. And I say, well, praise God for that. Thank you, Lord. Well, they praise the Lord. People have told me that had just come to the Lord, how much they have grown with the Lord just listening to the Lord's Tower. So their faith increased. So a lot of times when our faith doesn't increase, it's because we're not listening to the right things then. I'm surprised with people that I know how much other program they listen to. Someone sent me an audio about another program, and I could not believe someone could listen to that garbage. And I say garbage because the first thing that they come against is your faith. How can you listen to a teacher who is teaching you the word who doesn't believe in the word, first of all? How? Can you stand there? I, I don't, don't listen to people who teaches the Bible that doesn't believe the Bible. I was just listening to a preacher on the radio today. That he says, maybe if, teaching the word, maybe if. And then he quoted the word. 
And I'm like, so he says, maybe, he says he doesn't believe, and if it happens, it's okay. How are you going to sit there and listen to someone like that who doesn't believe the word, that they preach the word in case it happens or in case it comes to pass? When God's word is eternal, heaven and earth will pass, but not his word. Huh? Said Jesus. You need to stand on the word. You got to start listening to garbage. I am sorry that I say it this way, brothers and sisters. I am sorry. I don't mean to offend anyone. I love you and the Lord. Brothers and sisters, please don't be offended. But I got to tell you the truth. The Lord Jesus told me that if I listen to false teaching, that is not a him. I am choosing to sin. Jesus told me this. Several times he rebuked me for this. I will go online sometime on YouTube. And listen to these preachers. And then as I talked to the Lord, I knew the Lord was not happy when he spoke to me because I listened to false teaching. I will be repenting and say, I'm sorry to the Lord. And the Lord will warn me and say, if you listen to that false teaching, you are choosing to sin. You are responsible, he told me, for that. You are responsible because you are choosing to go listen to them. And I'll be, Lord, I'm sorry. Please forgive me, Lord. Please forgive me, Lord. I'm sorry, Lord, that I choose to listen to that. Because sometimes I say, Lord, maybe I will learn something good from that person that, you know, you will take the good and leave the bad. I heard that from a different pastor. No. Brothers and sisters, I am telling you, you need to check, not judge yourself, but you need to check what you're listening to. Don't judge yourself. Don't do that. And don't go around judging people. But you need to check with the Lord that what you are listening may be harming you, brothers and sisters. Because a lot of people are listening to things, to teaching, that is hurting them. And they're wondering why their faith is not growing, why they're not maturing in the Lord, why do they doubt so much. Hallelujah. What's provoking that doubt in your life? has to be a teaching. It has to be something coming to your life. Because if you're repenting your sin before the Lord, your pride down and unbelief, your sin daily, and then you're getting all these down, uh-uh. No, 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 no. That makes no sense. Hallelujah. A, a good fruit can come from a good tree, but a bad fruit, Jesus said, cannot come from a good tree. And that's how I, I, I understand what the Lord was saying, and it's true. If a, a, message, a message from God can come to a preacher that will speak to your life, brothers and sisters. But I also know, I heard a preacher on YouTube said this, brothers and sisters. He said this, and I stopped listening to him. I used to listen to him. I used to respect this man, but I stopped listening to him, and I tell you why. There was something he said that was against God's word. And I'm going to tell you what he did, what he said. He was preaching about the rapture. He said that Jesus is coming very soon to pick up his bride, brothers and sisters. And he says, I am a, I am a prophet of the Lord, and I'm giving you a message from the Lord, he said. And I, okay, that's fine. I agree with that. And the Lord had given me this message. And he says, I was talking to my mom about this. 
I know I'm not ready to go home in the rapture, neither my mom, but I am a prophet, and I'm giving you this message. First of all, our life, brothers and sisters, is for the Lord. As we live, if we live, we live for the Lord. Our life, hallelujah, has to go according to our message. We cannot be talking about holiness and righteousness, and if that is not what we are seeking, or we are hypocrites, brothers and sisters, we will be hypocrites if we are telling people that we need to be holy, and we ourselves are not repenting daily, seeking holiness and righteousness, brothers and sisters. If he knows he, he is sinning before the Lord, he's doing, because he, he said he is, he says he knows. Because he's not doing the right thing before the Lord. And then he's calling himself a prophet for the Lord. Brothers and sisters, I'm not telling you to judge the prophet, but you need to be careful with the message if the prophet says he is backsliding. Someone backsliding should not be prophesying first. No, brothers and sisters. There are many reasons. When the Lord started showing me in the spirit, I was walking in the spirit. Many times the Lord took me out. And what the Lord wanted to show me is that if a person is not walking according to God's will, is not submitting the life to the Lord and seeking and repenting daily with the Lord, demon can come into that person's life, and that demon can use that person against God's people. And I saw that, brothers and sisters, in the spirit, how people, hundreds of demons were trying to get into a person, and the person was walking around on her like nothing else, but demon was coming into that person. And these demons can use that person in, in, in any way they see it, please, brothers and sisters. And so if someone is backsliding, hallelujah, demon comes into the person, hallelujah, and the person don't, don't even notice a lot of times. And then that person is given a word from God where the person has demon in their life. That's where the false teaching happens, brothers and sisters. If you're listening to someone like that, then the false teaching is going to come through someone like that because they already got open doors. There's a something we need to be careful with. Open doors, the demon, demonic forces in their life, brothers and sisters, cannot be so. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, God has a lot in heaven, brother, that we don't know, and he will reveal it to us in due time. We just need to trust the Lord. There will come the time when he will show us more and give us more, and we will understand more. Praise the Lord. But we have to wait in God all the time when he will reveal these things to us. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 29, 17 to 21. And then, therefore, you annoy, and without you having anything to do with it, hallelujah, waste will be delivered and transformed into a large garden, Mount Carmel reforested, at that time, the deaf will hear the word from the from for word what has been written. Hallelujah! You see that even in the millennium, as I'm reading in Isaiah 29, that talks about the millennium. Word by word, people in the millennium will hear the message, the word of God. If this word that so many people doubt today is not good enough, why do God want them to hear this word in the millennium? Why is this Bible? Good enough for people who are glorified in the millennium, brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, people in the millennium, why is this Bible 
God thinks it good enough for people who are come from heaven glorify the bride of Christ who come to the millennium and come and hear, and, and they will hear word by word that has been written, God says. You see, that doubting God's word, brothers and sisters, is a sin. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Because God is not a man that he will lie. No, neither the son of a man that he will repent. God is not going to tell you something that is not true. But God will tell you only the truth. That is why. God cannot tell a lie. God cannot tell something that is not true. God can only tell us the truth. The absolute truth is the only thing that God will say to us. That's why God can say to us, we can trust him. We can trust his word, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Oh, he is so awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Then it says, hallelujah, after a, after a lifetime of dark, uh, in dark, the blind will see. You see, everything that we're going through in this time, God knows. But in the millennium, God says, after a lifetime of dark, or darkness, hallelujah, that will be over. Dark. The blind will see. The stuff of society will be laughing and dancing in God. Down and out, shooting praise to the Holy of Israel, for there will be no more gangs in the street. I like that one. Cynical scoffle will be a sting a species. Scoffers are going to be a sting a species, brothers. No more of them. No more scoffers. Because they need to repent, and they don't help other people need to repent. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. There will be no night in the millennium. The moon will be seven times greater than our sun today. Look, look how bright it is in the middle of the day, one, one o'clock. And you think that's bright. That's, that's, that's no bright. Bright will be the night in the millennium. And if the night is going to be bright, can you imagine the day? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's going to be so awesome. It's going to be. In the millennium, you can truly have a solar panel that will work at day and that will work at night. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. People will love that one. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. I don't know about that question, but like, only God knows who will be in the millennium. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God is awesome. His mercy, his grace is endured, that endure forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I don't, I don't consider myself better than anybody else. No. I just, in, in these last um, seven years, I have learned from the Lord Jesus so much. And the Holy Spirit, my Father, God has been teaching me so much, and I've been trying to listen to God. At times it can be hard because we can get caught up in the things of this world sometimes, brothers and sisters, and I repent for those things. Brothers and sisters, I repent to the Lord that I don't want to be a hypocrite before him. And a lot of time I have to have the Lord, uh, uh, like I tell you, I have to have the Lord and the Father confirm that I'm going home to heaven because I was so nervous a few months ago, brothers and sisters. Why? Because I only trust the Lord. I don't trust people and I don't trust myself. I only trust the Lord. By me not trusting myself, then I'm seeking to hear from the Lord. You see, some people think that what, whatever comes in their heart is fine. 
Some people think that way. Oh, whatever comes in their heart is fine. No, check it with the Lord. Let the Lord tell you it's fine. I was telling that to someone the other day. Did the Lord say that I was fine? Well, well, I think you know that. I said, no, did you hear from the Lord? And the person was trying to tell me that. You know, um, I think by my experience now that I know for so many years, and I said again, do you check with the Lord? And then the person finally realized that the best way, the best, the best, how old is Jesus? The brother Elby, no one knows his age. He's, he's been forever and ever. Exactly what I mean to say. We can always trust him and go to him because he knows. He, Jesus said to me, my son, if you have a question about anything in my word or someone that someone asking you, bring it to me. When I was talking to you about the RFID, I said, my son, you're not capable to understand these things yet. But if you ask me, my son, I will tell you. Okay, Lord. And so I asked the Lord. When the sister got the RFID in her body, without her um, agreement, consent, without her consent, Dr. Paul, four RFID in her body. I have spoken with, a, with three sisters, two that I remember, that have several RFID in their body. And some of them heard me talking about the RFID here on the Lord Tower, and they contacted me, and they were asking me, Brother Elby, I know I'm safe. I know I got the Holy Spirit. Are you mean to say that because the doctor put these RFID in my body without my consent, I'm not going home in the rapture? So I didn't know the answer to that. I honestly did not know the answer. And it's better that if we don't know, the Lord has told me that to ask him. So I went to the Lord in prayer. And the Lord was very pleased that I, I went to him about it. And he had told me, if you don't know these things, ask me. And the Lord told me, praise the Lord, uh, the, the RFID in the body, uh, he can forgive them. And he can cleanse it out of them too. Praise the Lord, if they ask him. So if you have an animal with the RFID, and he asked the Lord to cleanse it out of them. He could. Don't be afraid that, uh, uh, that your animal has the RFID and you're afraid they're not going to go with the Lord or they're not going to go to heaven. Don't be afraid of that. Remember that these, these uh, doctors in these animal hospitals are putting these RFID on, on dogs so they can tag them on, on cats and birds and different animals. And they don't know that this is being done to them. And so if, if, if your animal from your house has it, don't have it, don't put it on neither. Don't put it on. Again, sin is something that we choose to do. If you choose to put an RFID on your animal, having the knowledge of the RFID, that may be a different story with God. Remember that. But if your animal, your body already has the RFID in their body, you can pray to the Lord to take it out, to remove it, and you can pray for your animal, and, and, and the Lord is grateful and merciful, and the Lord will help you with that. But the Lord told me very clear that these sisters were not condemned. He told me they were not condemned because they have the RFID in their body, and, and, and told, to tell them that they have peace and to continue to repent and to ask him to remove it, the Lord says to me. Tell them to ask me to remove it from them. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's exactly what I said. 
is what I told them, and they were very pleased. They're very happy. Thank the Lord. But the sister has the peace from the Lord already. You see? Uh, thank you, Lord. Again, you have the Holy Spirit in your life. You got the Lord in your heart. One other question that I asked the Lord, how, how would I knew that I will be going home in the rapture? The Lord said this to me, if my Holy Spirit is in you, when I come back, you will go home with me. The key of the rapture, the oil of the bride, the extra oil of the bride is the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters. And if we have the Holy Spirit in us, before we are raptured, we will go home with the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. The Lord says amen. Thank you, Lord. That's very important. Very, very important, brothers and sisters, that we have the Holy Spirit before we go home in the rapture. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit give witness to our spirit that we are the sons of God. So you may have to ask for that witness. In your relationship with God, you should know if you have the Holy Spirit. He, he, is, he is God. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. So if you have the Holy Spirit, you don't need to worry. Amen. Praise your God. If you have the Holy Spirit, you can trust the Lord. The Holy Spirit is Jesus Christ in your life, which is very, very important. We have the Holy Spirit in our life. We've got Jesus in our, in our heart, in our life. And that, brothers and sisters, is what we need in the last day more than anything. Thank you, Jesus. Brothers and sisters, God willing, I'll be here tomorrow night. If I'm not here tomorrow night, I already have been raptured. I have already been taken to heaven one way or another. So please pray that I will be here tomorrow night, brothers and sisters. But may the Lord continue to bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep, hallelujah, may the Lord, may the Lord uh, thank you, Lord. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord, praise the Lord, bring all his blessings upon your life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God is so awesome. God is so good. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord.
Jesus, thank you, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Bless your people, Lord. I pray that you will bless your people, Lord, through this message, Lord Jesus, that you will speak to your life, Lord Jesus, according to the need of your people, Lord, whatever they're going through, Lord Jesus. I ask you, Lord, to bless them through this message and speak to the life, Lord. Help those that are struggling, Lord Jesus, to focus on you through this message. In Jesus' name, mighty Lord, mighty God, thank you. Well, shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord's Tower. Praise you, Lord. I hope God will speak to your life through this message in a special way. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I hope he'll minister to you in a special way. Thank you, Lord, because I've been ministered by God this week in a special way, and I hope that you also will be ministered by the Lord in a special way. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to start this message Hallelujah. In Isaiah 55, Isaiah 55, verse 4, praise you, Lord, said, Behold, 
I have given him for a witness to the people, witness to the people, a leader and commander to the people. And, and here it's God talking about his son, Jesus. This is the Father talking about his son, Jesus. Behold, I have given him for a witness, a witness to the people, a leader and a commander to the people. We, we have a commander-in-chief, which is Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters. According to Isaiah 55, 4, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. A captain, according to the dictionary, a commander is under, according to the dictionary, in regard to the Navy, a commander, hallelujah, a, a, a lieutenant commander is below a captain. So he had to submit to the order of the captain. And we know God is the captain, brothers and sisters, of Jesus Christ. He sets at the right hand of the Father until he put his enemy under his feet, the word of God teaches us. So uh, God is the captain, and, and Jesus is submitted to the Father. Thank you, Lord, although he's God. He is God, for sure. So in Isaiah 55, start saying this way, Oh, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the water, and he that hath no money, come ye and buy any, uh, yea, come by with by wine and milk without money and without price. That that salvation. Uh, salvation is free from God. Brothers and sisters. God is gonna give us salvation. I apologize. People are calling me right when I'm recording. Praise you Lord. Uh God is gonna give us, hallelujah, salvation or gives us salvation through Jesus Christ for free. Without any money it is free. You just have to receive Christ in your life as your personal Savior. Confess Him and believe in your heart that He died on the cross and was raised on the third day according to the Word, and that shall be saved. The Word of God teaches us in, in, in uh, Romans 10, 10, 8, 9, and 10. Praise you, Lord. Uh, so Isaiah 52, 55, 2 says, Why did you spend money for that which is no bread? And I, I'm conscious of this verse. When I'm spending money on something that I... I believe I need, and if not, and it's not food. I think about this <clears throat> that sometimes we spend money on that which is no bread, and God wants our money to be well spent and preferable bread than anything else. That's what it says here. After you give your tithes and offering, bread will be the second things where God wants you to spend your money. That's Isaiah fifty-five two. Why did you spend? Money to that which is no bread. Why? Because we need to eat. Our family need to eat. The poor need to eat. We can support them with money. They can eat. Praise the Lord. More people spend more money on gifts, car houses, and things that are no bread. And that is very dangerous in life. Amen. And your labor for that which satisfy not. Again, a lot of people are busy on labor, just making money, but it's not it's not honest money. But if you work for God, for the kingdom, it is honest. Hallelujah. It's a label that glorifies God, and it gives you joy. Uh, your labor for that will satisfy. Now, doing any other kind of labor you can do, but if you're not doing it for God, you will not be happy. Or if you're not doing it with God, if you're not doing what God wants you to be doing, you're not going to be satisfied. You're not going to be happy. Hearken diligently unto me, says the Lord there. 
We for, we need to hearken to diligently unto the Lord. We need to be repenting every day, seeking the Lord every day, brothers and sisters. It is a must in these last days. Praise the Lord. It is a great thing for us to be seeking the Lord, to live under the fear of God. The fear of the Lord is where we need to be living, brothers and sisters. And easy that which is which is good. Hallelujah. And let your soul delight itself in factness. In other words, let your soul delight in the Lord. Let your soul, hallelujah, uh, receive his word. His word is bread. It's life, brothers and sisters. It keeps your soul alive. It keeps your your soul healthy. Thank you, Lord. It, the, when your soul is eating the word, eating from God, it is eating good. I thank you, Lord. And that's where God wants us to be. Not hungry, not lacking the the food we need from God, from the bread, from the word of God, which is his word. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 3, incline your ear and come to me. See, the lackness in people, why don't people are lacking all these things? Because they're not coming to the Lord. They might be going to someone else, but not the Lord. And the Lord is saying, no, hallelujah, incline your ear. Listen to me. In other words, listen to what my word have to say. And come to me. That's when we humble ourselves to the Lord and we come to him, seeking for him to help us, seeking that relationship with Jesus. Hear, he says. After he says, come to me, hear. One of the number one problems people have today is that no one is listening, no one is hearing, no one is paying attention to the Lord as we should. And that is very dangerous because then we'll keep making mistake and mistake after mistake. And your soul shall live. This what will keep you alive when you when you can hear the Lord. Be slow to speak. The Bible says, and fast to hear. We need to hear, but we need to be slow to speak. What people do is talk, 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 but they don't listen. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercy of David. Thank you, Jesus. Yeshua, Jesus came. According to David, why David? Because David had a heart after God's own heart. He had a, a unique relationship with Father like nobody else did. Before him or after him, I believe that. Uh, only Yeshua Jesus can, can was like David. Behold, I have given him for a witness to the people. Talking about Jesus, Yeshua, the Lord. He is a witness. But do you know that God also is a witness? Jesus is a witness, but the number one witness is God. Listen to this. The number one witness, hallelujah, is God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen to this. John 8.18. I am one that bear witness of myself. The Father that sent me bear witness of me, said Jesus. God, Jehovah, Yahweh, Yahweh, Elohim, he is the greatest witness. He has a testimony of being a witness, brothers and sisters. Oh, but there are many other things that are a witness. You know that heaven is a witness? <laughs> heaven is a witness too? The word is a witness? It's all in the word of God. There's so many witnesses, brothers and sisters. Witness of what? Witness of his salvation. Witness of his power. A witness that God is God and that he is the only God. 
creation is a witness to God, the creator. Brothers and sisters, creation is a witness to God, the creator. Everything witness God. Oh, it's a witness to God. I right, thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Listen to this. John 10, 25. Jesus answered them, I told you, and ye believe not. The, the work that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. The work, the miracle. Last the first day, four day dead. He raised him up. Healed. Completely healed. Brothers and sisters, alive. He gave him life. Thank you, Jesus. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. There's so many witnesses. That work that Jesus did with Lazarus and the many other miracles, witness of who he is, that he is Messiah. Brothers and sisters, Messiah Jesus. You know what, Rabbi, after 80 years of study of Torah, Tanakh, the Bible, Tanakh Bible, Torah wisdom, after 80 years, 70 years, what do they learn? That Torah is Messiah. It's what they learn. God is one. Tenak is Messiah. Messiah is God. And everything there is is Messiah. It's God, brothers and sisters. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. But it take them all that time putting everything together. Messiah is life. Messiah is light. Messiah is true. Messiah is a lie giver. Messiah, <laughs> Rabbi, in their whole life study, they be, they come to the knowledge of who Jesus, Messiah Jesus is. The Messiah is everything. And me, Messiah, Messiah, Savior, the Lord, that he's everything. The Messiah is everything, brothers and sisters. Life is Messiah. True is Messiah. The gospel Hallelujah, it's Messiah. Torah is Messiah. Hallelujah. Keeping Mishpah is what, it says, uh, what they said in Hebrew, Mishpah. Keeping the commitment. And you, you have the, the rabbi, you got to keep this Mishpah, so many Mishpah per day at least. You got to practice keeping Mishpah and all that. And then they come to the knowledge that that's Messiah. And it's the, as, as our life comes to you, as you keep the word, as you keep the commandment, life is being imparted into your life. And then your life becomes one with Messiah. <laughs> I thank you, Lord. They become one. That's why uh, That's why Abraham could relate with God. He became a friend of God. He was in relationship with God. That he became united with God, one. Because as he was keeping Torah, the Tanakh, the Bible, he, he, life was imparted into his own life. His life, his life, he was so united with God now that he was friend with God. Hmm. I thank you, Lord. That's Messiah. Life is Messiah. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. So let me continue about witnessing, being a witness. Because God, I've been told by the Lord that I'm a witness of God. And as I study the meaning of being a witness, it's so important. Because a witness, let me tell you what happened to me a couple of days ago in the morning. The, 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 the archangel Michael was sent to me by the Lord. It, it was so mighty, brothers and sisters. Lord, please help me to remember everything, Lord. Michael came to me, and, and Michael, praise your Lord, was talking to me, telling me that was this was the end 
Because I had that question for the Lord, and the Lord says, Michael. And Michael was saying to me that this was the end, this end time where we are, where we hear the prophet of the Lord saying, this is the end, this is there, my people, I'm coming, I'm taking you home. And I was telling the Archangel Michael, I said, I said, look, I, we, we have heard this from so many prophets, that this is the end. I was behaving like many people are behaving today. All these prophets keep saying this is the end, this is the end, but nothing happens. That's what practically my attitude toward Michael. And I, I can discern in the spirit how sincere Michael was being, that he was a messenger of the Lord. He was he was coming to confirm to me what Jesus had said to me in heaven, which I say on the Lord's hour. And it was that when I was taken out of my body and into a certain part of heaven, Jesus called all the prophets of heaven and said, Come. And when I saw them come and I say, I know, then I, I move myself because I don't consider myself a prophet. And the Lord says, No, you come and stay here, Ielvi, because you are also a witness. Because you have spoken God's word, he says to me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And so, brothers and sisters, what I want to say is that Michael was confirming that to me, what Jesus had said. And again, I have said, I don't consider myself a prophet, but God calls me a prophet. The Lord calls me a prophet, a messenger. Praise your Lord. And, and, and the Lord has revealed to many people that I am, but I don't consider myself anything. I don't even like to say I'm a pastor, I'm a prophet, Nothing. I'm just a servant of the Lord. I want to remain humble. I don't want no pride in my in my life. If God says I am a prophet, I am a prophet. But I don't go around telling people I'm a prophet. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. I, wish, I just want to remain humble, serving the Lord. Oh, glory to Jesus. Not to me or anybody else, brothers and sisters. It's very important we remain humble, especially in the last day, especially living in the United States. There's so much pride going around. I don't want to get contaminated in any way possible in my life. The world is full of pride, and I don't want none of it. Absolutely none of it. I want the humility of Christ in me. Praise you, Lord. Now, uh, from the Old Testament, God uh, began to teach us what is a witness. And in number 3530 says, who, who, who kills any person, the murder should be put to death by the mouth of witnesses, but one witness should testify against any, uh, any person to cause him to die. A witness in the Word of God is someone that is very uh, important because the word of the witness, hallelujah, by that word of the witness, the other person will be put to death. Because that person witnessed something, saw something, and told what they saw. And the elder took that, and as they put it together, and the person did what they did, according to the witness, will have to be put to death. Amen. Deuteronomy 4.26, I call heaven and earth to witness against you. He, he, look at this. Heaven and earth, brothers and sisters, are witness against us, God's people. They are watching us. Heaven is watching us. Earth is watching us. That's why we're being judged down here the way the church is being judged by the people. Oh, look what you guys do. Look what you pastors are doing, abusing these children and all. Because, hey, they're witnessing everything. They're witnessing everything that we see. So that's why our life needs to be right according to the God's word for God, brothers and sisters. Not for men, but for God. But we have to submit ourselves to the law of the land. Thank you, Lord. 
I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day that you should soon utterly perish from off the land where you go over the Jordan to possess it. You should not prolong the, the, the day upon it. You should surely be destroyed. Why? If they would be disobedient, is what God was saying to them. This is what would happen to you. So you heaven and earth are witness. Heaven and earth will inform God of what's happening. In other words, thank you, Jesus. Deuteronomy 5.20, neither should thou avail for witnesses against thy neighbor. He is one of the things that we should not do ever. And it's way of for witnesses. That when we speak, we must be speaking the truth. Now, what, what the Archangel Michael <clears throat> began to show me is that I was a witness. And, and I noticed, I didn't notice he was talking to me. When we were having, Michael and I were having a conversation about uh, what the Lord is saying, his coming and all that. Praise the Lord. Then um, Michael began to show me the end of the world. I, I saw, I was walking on the earth. I know that Michael and I had come down from heaven, brothers and sisters, and we and, and I, we could fly. We could fly at our best speed you can even imagine. Um, and we, I, we can see on the earth all the dead body of people, who had died at the end of the tribulation. Not a single human being was alive at the end of the tribulation. I have said this before because I have seen this before, brothers and sisters. It was dead, dead, dead everywhere. And so this time, it's just body all over the world. Millions and billions of body on the land laying down on the ground dead. All you see was body, body dead everywhere as far as you could look. And I'm walking, and I'm trying not to step on people's body. They were already dead anyway. But what I'm saying to you is that Michael said, you are a witness, and, and he was showing me that I will be at, I will come down after I go home in the rancher to the end of the tribulation and be part, be wit, I, I will witness the word that God has spoken through my mouth. The three signs video, brothers and sisters, that, I knew, that is on YouTube. I am going to witness those signs. Going to witness those signs. Praise the Lord. It, of course, it will be in, in God's timing. Every word that God has me spoke from Him, I'm going to witness the completion of those messages. Because they are from God. And if because they are from God, I'm going to witness everything God has spoken through me. Is what Michael, the, the archangel, was showing me. Praise the Lord. And after he had spoken and shown me what he came to show me, we flew together to heaven, brothers and sisters, in the power of Father. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness, brothers and sisters. We flew to heaven together in the power of Father. He flew. He says, let's, he says to me, let's go. In all of Zion, under the power of God, we're flying to heaven. With such a power, it was incredible. Oh, God. Thank you, Lord, for that mighty experience, but that gave me such a peace and joy to know that Michael says to me, as the Lord says to me, I shared last week how the week before, uh, or the, a few days before, uh, I was talking with Jesus in prayer, and I could hear the Lord clear, and he says to me, Elvie, when you were in heaven, what was shown to you about time, Jesus says to me. And I, and, and, and I, I started thinking, and he said this to me, and he put all this information so clear in my mind. Thank you, Lord. And I tell you this, and, and, and the information came so clear, and I said, Lord, 
There was no time left. I didn't see no time in eleven. He says, exactly. Exactly, he says to me. There is no time left, he says to me. I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. So Michael said, this is the end. And it was the end. It was the end, brothers and sisters. Right where we are is the end. Because I was telling Michael that we have heard this so many times. Through the prophet, this is the end, this is the end. But nothing has happened. Brothers and sisters, we are at the end time. This is the end. We are going home, brothers and sisters. Any day that God chooses, that God knows the day and the hour, no one knows, boom, we're out of here. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. And just to make it clear, it was it was it was Father talking to me when he said, When you take into heaven, do you see any time? What time did you see when you went to heaven? I said, I didn't see any time. Exactly, he says to me. Wow, it's incredible. Deuteronomy seventeen six. At the mouth of two witnesses, the three witnesses shall he that is worthy of death be put to death. But at the mouth of the witness, he should not be put to the dead. So the witness, if the witness is a true witness, and tell and tell us how it is, it's, if it's true, the person will be put to dead. But the witness also has the choice to speak the truth always, say the truth, and the person, if it was not true, or the, or the witness was not sure, then the person could save that person's life. Very important, important because the non-core system today is a many folk witnesses. People are lying because there's money involved, and people are being put into jail for the lie. Life are paying for us, brothers and sisters. Not in God's court. Not in God's court. So we need to be a truthful witness. Is what we need to be for God. Truthful witness. Speak things how they are. Not we. We don't need to add. Or we don't need to take away. I learned that it's good to say this is my opinion. This helps Allah because it, it helps people to know when it's our opinion and, and it's when God has said something through us. Very important. So I'm I'm being careful on what I say and that I say what I heard and what what is correct. I ask the Lord if I don't remember to help me remember, which is helpful too because the Lord helps you remember too. Thank you, Lord. Deuteronomy 17:7. The hand of the witness shall be first be upon him to be put to death, after what his hand of all the people, so that we put uh, the evil way from among you. Why did it need to be truthful witness among the people? Well, because the truthful witness will tell the truth, and the evil will be removed from among the people, brothers and sisters. Well, Jesus Christ is a truthful witness. And at the end time, that's why de- uh, the Antichrist and the full prophet will be thrown in the lake of fire, brothers and sisters. And, and the devil will be bound in, in hell. And all those others will be punished, brothers and sisters, that are not truthful, that are not of God, in other words. Deuteronomy 19.15 One witness should not rise up against a man for any iniquity, of, or, or for any sin, any sin that he sinned, by the mouth of two witnesses and by the mouth of three witnesses, Shall the matter be established? Praise the Lord. So as the elder heard the witnesses of the witness, hallelujah, the witness word against anyone, they will consider what they say, and they say, I saw it, and the other one will confirm, I saw it, and the third one will consider, I saw it. That will be that will be established. The matter will be established that that's the way it was. 
and then they will go, they will go ahead, hallelujah, and do what the law said they should do. Deuteronomy 19:16. A full witness rise up against any man to testify against him that which is wrong. Full witness, hallelujah. And full witness was hard for the people to know who was false. But when when someone was found false, it was easy for them to say, "You have already testified wrong." Amen. So that that will give them, that will help them. Amen. And the, today in today's system, the way it is is that they keep record of the many times you have broken the law, and so it could be used against you in the court of law, the court of law. So. Uh, uh, same thing when people come to the Lord and they're serving the Lord for a, uh, any amount of year, if they begin to backslide, whatever happened to the person, uh, the person is responsible. We are all responsible for our action, brothers and sisters, before God. But uh, as, as God says to, to Ezekiel, hallelujah, that the sins of the, they will be, everybody will be judged according to the sin. God will judge everyone according to the sin, but if you're backsliding, now you are more responsible because you were cleansed once and you turn back to sin, which will not be okay with God because you know what is good and wrong, what is good, what's good and evil. And you chose to do good, and now you're choosing to turn back and do the evil. That, that is very wrong with God. Deuteronomy 19.18. The judge should make diligent acquisition, and behold, if the, if the witness be a full witness and have testified falsely against his brother, see, there will be a consequence for that. Deuteronomy 31, 19. Now, therefore, write ye this song for you and teach it to the children of Israel and put it in the mouth that this song may be a witness for me against the children of Israel. See, God gave them a song, music, that will be a witness against them because the music was of God. It was a holy music. It was a music that represented God, a tool. Now, that tool, because God gave them to them, speaks that they once had a relationship with God. And then they began to backslide later on. Then when the son was brought before them by a prophet of the Lord, the prophet can, said, can play the song, and they can hear the song and remember that they once had a relationship with God. And that's for the backslider. That's what the word does to the people. It reminds them. The word of God is a witness against the world, against the people, because if they ever, if they ever have heard it and kept the word at one, at one time, and now are falling away, the word is a reminder to them that they did keep it once. Deuteronomy thirty-one twenty-one. And the word is the word is a witness against the devil, his demon, and all principality, because at one time they they already served God, but they decided to backslide. So now they're going to be judged according to the word. And that white throne judgment will all fall angel, and all that that evil will be judged. The word of God is the witness against them because they once served God, brothers and sisters. And this is this is what is what's important in, on all this matter that we got the word. We need to read the word and we need to keep the word, brothers and sisters. But we got to remember the word is a witness against us if we decide to backslide. The Bible is praise the Lord. Why do you think that in the tribulation they're going to burn the Bible? Romans at one time they burned the Bible. Why do you think that? Because the word the word is a witness. It reminds them of serving God at one time and the devil knows this. And the devil thinks that by destroying the Bible he removed the witness. 
No, the word is Jesus Christ. No way Jesus can be removed anyway. Thank you, Lord. Deuteronomy 31, 26. Take this book of the law and put it in the side of the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, that it may be there for a witness against thee. There you go. The book of the law was a witness. The word, the commandment was a witness against them. Why? Because they kept it once. And if they decide to break the commandment, turn back and backslide, the commandment will be, will be a reminder to them once they heard it that they once served the Lord. And they will be judged according to that. Joshua twenty two twenty seven. But this may be a witness between us and you and our generation after us that we might do the service of the Lord before him with our burnt offering and with our sacrifice with our peace offering that your children may not say unto the children in time to come, we have no part in the Lord. There you go. See, when people say, I'm not a Christian anymore, or they're backsliding, I have no part in you if you say that because you kept the commandment once. Now the commandment are a witness against you. Oh, God, have mercy. Joshua 22, 28. Therefore we say that it shall be when they should so say unto us, unto our generation in time to come, that we, may, that we may say again, Behold, the pardon of the altar of the Lord, which is our, that our Father made, not for burnt offering, nor for sacrifice, but as a witness between us and you. Even the, the hallelujah, the, the altar, the altar, because they used to make sacrifice to the Lord, it's a witness. The land of Israel, Jerusalem, is a witness against not only the Jewish people, but the nation. Because that was the nation that God established first on the earth. Israel, as his own nation, brothers and sisters. Jerusalem as his own city. So every time someone goes to Jerusalem, they have greater responsibility. Every time someone goes to Israel, they have greater responsibility to repent more than anybody else. Because they have witnessed with their eyes the city of God, the state of Israel, the state of God, brothers and sisters. And if, I, if you ever have seen a Jew man or a Jew woman, you have seen a witness of God, and they can be used as a witness against you in the day of judgment. Thank you, Lord. You notice that God is true because the Jewish people are still on the earth to this day, brothers and sisters. And they, God can use them as a witness against us. Joshua twenty-two thirty-four. The children of Reuben, the children of God, call the altar the earth. That is a witness, for it should be a witness between us and the Lord of God. There you go. The altar, because they made sacrifice unto the Lord. Now the altar became a witness to them. Praise you, Lord. Joshua twenty-four, twenty-two. Joshua said unto the people, Ye are witness against yourself, that ye have chosen for yourself the Lord to serve him. And they say, We are witness. There you go. When you have served the Lord, you decide to turn back to the world, turn back to sin. Now you yourself are a witness also. Praise the Lord. Your own testimony is against you now because you already have served the Lord. So Joshua said unto them, Ye are the witness against yourself that ye have chosen for yourself the Lord to serve him. Because once you make that choice, now that's it. That choice that you made is a witness against you. Praise your Lord. Praise your Lord. Imagine when the choice is a, the witness is a true witness and it's in favor of you. How great would that be when you chose to choose the Lord Jesus? Oh, praise the Lord. Choose not to walk away from the Lord, but choose to get closer to him. 
so that witness will be greater in your behalf. Joshua twenty four twenty seven. Joshua said unto all the people, Behold, this stone shall be a witness unto us, for it, it hath heard all the word of the Lord, which he spoke unto us, and shall be therefore a witness unto you, lest ye deny your God. The stone, the earth, hallelujah, the rocks, they are witnesses. Hallelujah. When we share the Lord, the sky, the cloud, the air, are witnesses, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. That we have received the Lord and that we have served him. That's why we cannot turn back. Because everything around us is a witness, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. Besides those that we have been called to preach the gospel. We are witnesses because we are preaching the gospel. We're seeing the salvation of our people and the healing that the Lord has been doing and the people that have come to the Lord through the, through the gospel. We are true witnesses, brothers, of this. And for this, that's why we receive reward when we go to heaven, because everything is a witness in our behalf. Praise you, Lord. Judges uh, 11.10. And the elders of Goliath said unto Jotan, The Lord be witness between us if we do not so according to thy word. There you go. Even the Lord can be a witness. Jesus can be a witness because we have received him in our heart, in our life, and, and he has lived in us. As he said in his word, I will be with you all the day of your life. He can be a witness against you because he knows you and been in the inside of you. Thank you, Lord. Ruth 4.9, And Boaz said unto the elder and unto all the people, Ye are witness this day that I have bought all what Amivalek and all that Shivleon and all that Molam from the hand of Noami. Thank you, Lord. The people, even the people are witnesses, brothers and sisters. Ruth 4.10. Moreover, Ruth and the Moabite, the wife of Melon, have I purchased to be my wife, to raise up the name of the dead from, from, from his inheriting, the name of dead, be cut off from among the brethren and from the gate of the place. Ye are witness this day. Yes, our people are being called into being witness. Praise the Lord. They had to testify to First Samuel twelve three. Behold, here I am, witness against me before the Lord, before his anointed, whose us have I, I taken, or do who us I have taken, or who I, I frauded, whom I oppressed, and from whom hand have I received any try to be blind my eyes, wherever I, I will restore it to. That was David. Well, it was David. Praise the Lord. But you yourself are also a witness. Because you know, when you say, I know, you got the knowledge, you got the understanding. So you also, uh, you too can be a witness. First Samuel 12, 5. And he said unto them, the Lord is a witness against you. His anointing is a witness this day. That ye have not found out of my hand. And they answer, he is a witness. There you go. God is always a true witness. He is a witness and a true witness. I thank you, Lord. First Samuel twenty twenty three. Continue the matter which thou I have spoken of. Behold, the Lord be witness between thee and me forever. A lot of people, when they come against other people, one of the things they forget is that not 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 only everything that is around us is a witness, but also the Lord. They forget who is watching from heaven, who knows all things, who see everything, who will also be a witness in that day. Because he's, he can see all. He knows all. Nothing can hide from the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. First Kings 21.10. And he said to men, 
uh, sons of Elia before him to bear witness against him, saying that this blaspheme God and the king, and they carry him out and stone him that he may die. Very careful. They made a lot of mistakes back in the Old Testament. First uh, Kings twenty one thirteen. There came two men, children of Elia, and said before him, the men of Elia witness against him, against Nabal, and the presence of the people saying, Nabal, blaspheme God, asking the king that they carry him forward in the city and stole him. So he died. It was because they wanted to take his land. They did this. But God sends a prophet to bring out the sin that these people have committed. Oh, God, have mercy. Job 16.8, Thou hast filled me with rancor, which is a witness against me, a mightiness setting up in the bare uh, witness to my face. Thank you, Lord. That was in the suffering that Job was going through. Everything in his body was a witness to the suffering. Job 16.19, Also, now, behold, my witness is in heaven, and my, re my record is on high. You see, we all have a record. Our life is being recorded, brothers and sisters, according to the Word of God. This is Joel 16.19. Joel said he had record on high. There are angels keeping record of our life or us are serving the Lord as we serve the Lord. Everything that we do for the Lord or not do is being recorded. God have mercy on us. This is why we need to repent our record-keeping in heaven. A lot of people don't know this. something God revealed to us. We need to re repent our record-keeping in heaven. Do this every day. I do it every day. Uh, since the time you were conceived in your mother's womb to this day, you want to repent and ask the Lord to cleanse with his blood all your record-keeping in heaven. This is in Joel 16:19. There's record on high. There's record in heaven. Thank you, Lord. And God is a witness to that. God is a witness to that. The angels are witness to that. So you want that to be erased. That will never be brought to you when you go to heaven. Thank you, Lord. Joel 29, 11. When the, when the ear heard me, then it blessed me. When the eyes saw me, and gave witness to me. Thank you, Lord. Whoever saw how Joel served God was a witness of this man, how humble, how committed he was to before the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Psalm twenty-seven, twelve. Deliver me now over unto the world of my enemy, for four witnesses have risen against me in such breed out cruelty. Yeah, we got we God, hallelujah, four witnesses who breed out cruelty coming against us, brothers and sisters. Uh, praise the Lord, but the Lord is a witness against them. Because we got a true witness in Christ, they are false. So their, their testimony is going to fall down. Psalm 35, 11. Four witnesses have rose up, have risen up, rose up. They laid to my charge things that I knew not. Things that I knew not. That's what four witnesses does. They see you commit a mistake. You have not even noticed you committed the mistake. Okay? And they brought it out to you right away to, to put you to shame. Everything is to bring you down, to try to make you uh, fall. Try to make you walk away from Christ. Never do that. Christ will never walk away from you. You never walk away from him neither. Repent, repent, repent. Humble yourself before the Lord. Don't let, don't let anyone, any false witness, rise against you, to lay charge against you of things that you knew now to try to make you away. That's in Psalm 35, 11. Read it. That's very important because there's a lot of people going through that right now. Psalm 89, 37. It should be established uh, forever 
as the moon in us in us is a faithful witness in the heaven Salah. The moon see the moon how old is the moon? Billions of years. It's been there, it has been there, and it's a faithful witness in heaven, the word of God says. Huh. Imagine the moon in heaven testifying in that day against people. That's gonna be incredible. Proverbs six nineteen. A folk witness that speaketh lie, he that soweth the court among the brethren. God don't like that. He truly don't like that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 12, 17. He that speaketh truth to her for righteousness, but a folk witness deceive. When someone is for, it's hard to tell. Oh, my God, brothers and sisters, that's why you and I need to pray and ask the Lord. This is one of the harder things. Because someone can say they are God, they receive a word from God, and all that, and it cannot be, it can, it can, it, it cannot, it can be false. It can be false, but it's so hard in some people to tell who is a God and who's not, because everyone says it's from the Lord. But then you pray, you seek the Lord, you let the Lord reveal to you as it is. Very important. We don't want to be deceived. Jesus said in Matthew 24, "We are not deceived. In these last days, will be false prophet, false teacher." What do they come to deceive people? Don't be busy now deceive. Be careful. Praise you, Lord. Always seek the Lord about everyone, me, everyone. Don't matter who it is. Lord, tell you, yeah, he's mine, she's mine. Continue to seek the Lord about everyone. Don't don't put your guard down because that's what a lot of people do. You seek the Lord. Keep your guard up. Trust only Jesus down here. Down here on this earth full of darkness, we can only trust the Lord. I tell you that's from my heart. You can. We can only trust the Lord. It don't mean we're not going to love our brothers and sisters. Yes, we will. We're going to walk in love. But down here, down here, I tell you this, from my own experience, praise the Lord. The Lord have mercy on my soul. Only trust Jesus, I tell you this. The Bible says it, hallelujah. Psalm 108, verse 8. Hallelujah, to trust only the Lord. We need to trust only the Lord. Proverbs uh, 14, 5. A, a full, full, um before I move on, let me look Let me look for the psalm, because I know some people may not find it. Let me help them find it. Thank you, Lord. Very, very important, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord, that we only trust the Lord. I it, I don't mean to offend people. As some people take it as an offense and say, well, how can you say that? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Psalm 108. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And again, I don't mean to offend anyone. I don't mean to. I just want people to understand that we're going to, I tell you, Psalm 118. We need to trust the Lord. We need to trust the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Praise the Lord. Listen to this. Psalm 118, I'm sorry I said 108, Psalm 118, verse 8. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in men. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Hallelujah. All the nations can pass me about, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. That was David. Thank you, Lord. It is better to trust in the Lord, hallelujah, than to trust in men. It will always go better with you. Hallelujah. Always, 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 always. Hallelujah. It's always better to trust the Lord. Hallelujah. Everything will go well when we trust the Lord. But 
when we don't trust the Lord as we should, things will not go better. I tell you this right now. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in men. I believe another translation says it a little bit different. Uh, let me see. I read it in another translation. Let's see if it's a Geneva. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. As someone away, it is better to trust in the Lord and to have confidence in men. Amen. Uh, some people have confidence in men, that ministry, and people that they know and trust. And, 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 and I, the Bible teaches me it is better to trust in the Lord than to have confidence in men. Um, you'll be better off trusting the Lord. I tell you that right now. You'll be better off trusting the Lord than having confidence in men. And I don't tell you that, that I don't say to you that there's not people of God up there. They are. But you're better off trusting the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Proverbs uh, fourteen twenty five. A trustful witness deliver soul, but a deceitful witness speaketh lie. You don't know who 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 is who is a deceitful. There are deceitful people up there that that are speaking lies, and sometimes it is very hard to tell who. But if you're trusting in the Lord, you're fine because you're trusting just in the Lord. You're working with people. You're loving people. You're helping people. You're working with everybody else, helping everybody else, but you're trusting in the Lord. You see the difference? Please, I don't want people to misunderstand this. Proverbs 19.5, A folk witness should not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies should not escape. It will not go unpunished, a, a, a folk witness, and it will not escape. They think they will. They will not escape in this revelation to come. I tell you now, I've seen the death of all these people. And they will perish. A full witness will perish. They will not escape. Here it is. Uh, Proverbs 19.9. A full witness should not be unpunished. And he that speaks a lie shall perish. You see? There's no escaping in God. God is the judge. He sees everything. He knows everything. Nothing escaping. So how can anyone think that they're going to escape the punishment of the Lord? That's impossible. No one can if they're speaking lies. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 19:28. An ungodly witness is corn judgment. In the mouth of the wicked, devour iniquity. That's it. That's what they do. They're evil, evil, evil. I try to tell people. Some people get mad at me. And they get offended. And then they end up getting into all these problems with other people, with other ministry. As they try... Uh, there was a sister trying to correct another minister. He immediately began to insult her. And, and what it is with people who have great ministry is that they think they're 100% right. And they can be teaching wrong, false teaching, they still think they're right. And she tried to correct this minister, and oh, it went terrible with. Praise the Lord. It's very important. We need to just trust the Lord and have comfort, no confidence in me. I have no confidence in men. I only trust the Lord. I respect people. I love people. I'm, I work with people. But I have no confidence in them. I don't. Thank you, Lord. Proverbs 21, 28. A full witness shall perish. That's it. That's the end of that. This is Proverbs 21, 28. A false witness shall perish. What's the end of these false witnesses? They're going to perish. Did I, am I saying that? I'm saying that because the Word of God says I believe what the Word says. I saw him with my own eyes, with my, Michael, the Lord showed it to me with Michael. Brothers and sisters, the Lord has shown this to me before. A full witness shall perish. That's the end of that. That's the end of the problem. That's the end of the person. Whoever it is, 
brothers and sisters. They're going to perish. There's no escaping God. His judgments are true, righteous and true. But the man who heareth speaketh constantly. The man who heareth speaketh constantly. There you go. God is awesome. Proverbs 24, 28. Be not a witness against thy neighbor without cause, and deceive not with thy lips. There you go. We have to be careful that we don't witness against people without cause. Even with cause, we need to be careful because people can repent. It's, if you can be accusing someone of doing something, but what happens if the person repents? Are you going to continue pointing the finger? Because that's what a lot of people do this day. We have people who have come to the Lord and they've been serving the Lord man, for a few months, a few years. And the person who made these mistakes back then, they did say that. Now they're being brought, being brought against them. And not being brought necessarily in court, in the community, in the church. That's wrong. Be not a witness against thy neighbor without cause. And deceive not with thy lips. That's we need to be careful what we say, that we don't deceive. So it's so important that we are in the word. The word is true. When you speak the truth, you're not deceiving. If your life goes according to the truth, very important too. Thank you, Lord. Help, help us, Lord, to keep your word. Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs twenty five eighteen. Any man that bear for witness against his neighbor is a is a maul and, and a sword and a sharp arrow. Man, nothing worse than a person that's always bringing forth witnesses against their brothers and sisters. I, I tell people not to do that. People write to me about things about other people. I said, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Hallelujah. Judge not, let ye be judged, the word teaches us. Very important. Don't be go around pointing finger to nobody. Because you're looking for problems. You're looking to be judged if you judge other people. That's what the word is teaching us. I said 39. The show of the countenance that, that witness against them. They declare their sins of Sodom. They hide it not. Woe unto their soul, for they have rewarded evil unto themselves. There you go. That's exactly what these homosexual and bisexual, like in Hillary, uh, hallelujah, Clinton uh, did the other name in the Democratic Convention. They had a bisexual, I believe it was, come out and speak. And everybody's applauding and all that. But what were they doing when they're doing the applauding? Look up Isaiah 3.9. Look what Isaiah 3.9 says about the Hillary Convention. The, the show of their continent that witness against them. They declare the sins of us, us Sodom. What was, what was Sodom and, and Sodoma? Sodoma, Philip, homosexuals, legend, bisexuals, and all that. Witness it. They, they declare the sins of Sodom. They hide it not. Oh, they go on television, anybody recording, anybody's applauding. Woe unto their soul, says the Lord, for they have rewarded evil unto themselves. That cannot go and punish what they're doing. Not in the eyes of God, not in the eyes of a just and righteous God, is that going to go unpunished? No way. What they did in the Hillary Democratic Convention that Hillary accepted, 